Hey Who fans, welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 148. 148. One day, I shall come back. Oh dear, we are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with lights. Purple, green, brilliant yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off of these. Fine. 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 <laughs> Where's your volume switch? <laughs> <laughs> Turn you off. <laughs> Howdy to you fans. Welcome back. <laughs> Episode 148. Mm. Hope you've all had a cracking week. And that you've managed to get in something who related. Get in. Get in. There's something going on on TV right now. It certainly is. That you might have seen. Yep. Other than that, if you've managed to get a book in or a comic or some big finish, then... Uh, Send, take 10 points and a gold star. Hmm. I've got a very creaky chair today. Sorry if that's picking that up on the mic. Right. It's not my right. back right. creaking. Pain. pain. <laughs> Chairs in pain from all the weight <laughs> having to hold me up. Yeah. So, coming up in today's share, very light on news, just some ratings for um, the Eaters of Light that have been mm. confirmed over the past week. Uh, we have got some cool merch, though. Our metal friend, our very jealous metal friend, mm. has uh, got some some merch for us um, when he was loading up his tray earlier. I could just tell. He, I didn't even have to look at him. Just from the back, I could tell he was in a grumpy mood. He, he's wearing one of the bits of merch, isn't he? He's he is. popped one of them on. Mm. He's very grumpy, though. Yeah, I think he, he was is. miffed that he's not, he wasn't included in the Series 10 finale, two-parter. <laughs> he's like we always get the, the limelight we always get included in the finale but no no mind you there's enough going on in it I don't think we need those guys in it no, no. offence Tat no offence but yeah so yeah we got um, yeah uh, plenty of merch and then on to our review of World Enough and Time mm-hmm. 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 what have you been up to my old friend I was just thinking, actually, a lot of people get sent us um, sent us um, a private message this week, didn't they, on Facebook, telling us because we were saying, "What's that title about? World enough and time? What a silly title!" And uh, people have now, it's a poem, isn't it? Yes, much to big our, old manly poem. <laughs> much to um, the internet's disdain, we uh, yes, it is from a poem that we had, we knew nothing about. No, I don't have many poems. I'm sort of I'm not really a poem person, but yeah, so it's a poem which um, it still doesn't make much sense to me in terms of the story. But anyway, we'll get on to that later on. Uh, What have I been up to? Um, (laughs) Reading some books or at least flicking through the pretty pictures. Anyway, I had a couple of um, books delivered from FP 
finally cool, he says cool. yep. the deep breath finally arrived um they're really nice actually it's uh the first one was um the myths and legends book i don't know if you remember this it's got like a really cool cover of um very simple but like a gold yep, yep. uh what would you call that thing like an embossed sort of gold design Emblem. on it yeah 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 yeah, Myths and Legends, Epic Tales from Alien Worlds is the full title. And it's really nice, actually. It's a bit bigger than I was expecting. So that comes through. Um, I haven't actually read it yet, of course, which won't surprise you, but I've flicked through it. Yes, not, to be, conf- not to be confused. Sorry, mate, to cut you off. Not to be confused with the Myths and Legends DVD box set. Oh, absolutely not. This is the book, right? This is the book. Yeah, it's very nice because I think we spoke about it ages ago when it was on a come up for pre-order and I was like, well, what's that about then? And wasn't too sure about it. But yeah, it's really good. I'm glad I got it. And um, the other one that arrived was uh, A Brief History of Time Lords, oh, um, yes. which is a lovely little book. Um, this is the one that I picked up the other week uh, in Waterstones but didn't buy because it, it was a bit battered. Um, so I ordered it from FP because they were, they were doing it signed um, yeah. for, for less price, uh, less money, actually. Um, and that's a really lovely little book. I don't know if you've actually seen this in the shop yet. but I have, um, yep. If you do, yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like the illustrations and stuff inside are really lovely. And it's um, it's a really nice little read. It's an easy read, if you know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. one that you can flick through and full of information and stuff. So, yeah, I was really pleased to finally get those um, popped through the letterbox. And, yeah, I've just been flicking through those, really, when I get back from work and having a look i don't think i've learned anything new i have to say i, I haven't sort of looked through and gone oh really but they they are nice nice books hmm. good little pickups it, um it, sorry it's worth getting the the a brief history of time lords there's actually two versions of that oh is there yeah so it's worth picking up the uh the version that you've got i think which is the blue color with the gold design on mm. again but there's another one doing the rounds which is um a bit more generic it's just got you know um We've seen uh, the 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 capital of Gallifrey a few times. It looks like it's in a big glass dome. Yeah. So there's one cover that's got that as the background in like a big canyon on Gallifrey. Oh, right. And uh, it's got a bit more of a generic uh, design. But I think the one that you've got is the nicer one with the blue and the gold. Yeah, so lovely yeah. cover because I I put posted a picture on Facebook and uh, one of our listeners said, "Oh, is it is the cover three D? Because it does look like it, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. It's just a really nice." Uh, sort of layout if you like it's, uh-huh. it's not 3d but it does look it steve so, yeah, tribe something... isn't it steve steve tribe, tribe that's yep. it yeah yeah um so they're very nice the only other thing i've done <laughs> this week uh which might amuse you is um uh i came in i had a, had a night off and i thought i'd have a couple of beers oh no <laughs> and <laughs> i came in I, mean, I wasn't plastered but you know i'd, I'd had a couple um, and I think somebody had been tweeting about Paradise Towers. And I can't actually remember now if they were tweeting me directly or if I just oversaw a conversation. But whatever, for whatever reason, I decided when I got in, I was going to watch Paradise Towers at about 11 o'clock at night. Um, wow. <laughs> and, wow. and I haven't watched Paradise Towers for a while. It's just, it was just like it had been put into my subconscious, if, my drunken subconscious, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I come in, eh, right, and I have a half on the sofa. Oh, you're a bit late. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, are you watching anything? No, I'm about to go to bed. Oh, good, because I, I want to watch um, Paradise <laughs> Towers. What's that then? I said, oh, watch a bit, watch a bit. Don't go yet, watch a bit. So I bung <laughs> it in, <laughs> and uh, I was really quite enjoying it, actually, but <clears throat> the bemusement on my partner's face was uh, was just brilliant. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I I wasn't drunk enough not to register what was going on. I did, I did really enjoy it. It's been a long time since I've watched that one. Probably mm. last I watched it was when we reviewed it, actually. 
Um, and it's by no means the best. But when you've had a few drinks, um, some of it's hilarious. Like uh, when he was going, uh, it's not a trick, is it? <laughs> I was going, yes, it is. It is a trick. <laughs> You're going to be pushed through a door in a minute with a stick of dynamite. I tell you, I was loving it. Absolutely loving it. And the killer grannies. Every time they came on, I was doing a little cheer. I was like, hey, killer grannies are on. Killer so, yeah, so a drunken watch of Paradise Towers, mate. Very random it was. So, but uh, I don't know, just fancied some classic who. <laughs> are we putting that one down to one of those uh, more enjoyable after a few drinks episode? Oh, it was. I yep. was loving it. Yep. I was, I was, I was cracking up at some of it. I mean, at bits that weren't meant to be funny. I was just really, really laughing at. And yet, bizarrely, I could still, because I've always loved the scene where the doctor's sat with the two guards and he's talking about the rule book and and saying, you know, oh, well, right. it's in, and it's such a long scene, but I've always loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, it's quite an unusual scene, really, isn't it? Because it? it just, it just goes on and on, and it's so yeah. strange that they didn't sort of cut it or intertwine it. But I, I love that scene. But even in my drunkenness, I would come straight <laughs> back to being sort of like, you know, um, a fan, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, almost like sobered up for that. I was like, oh, I love this. Scene. This is a good scene. Mm-hmm. This is this is a good scene. So, yeah, yeah, a drunken Paradise Towers rewatch uh, this week, which did, is quite fun. Did you have a few laughs at Pex? <laughs> oh, well, I even drunk, I still found him quite annoying because he's probably, <laughs> he's probably... The you know I, I quite like Paradise Towers despite all its faults but I've ne- I can never get on board with Pex he he kind of does my head in who can so yeah. even drunk I was still like oh god it's Pex you know oh god when's he gonna blow up you know um, especially the end as well Pex lives scrawled on the wall but um, yeah I can't, I can't get on board with Pex it's when he he bursts through the door every five minutes it just gets a bit every five minutes a bit silly I, the bit I really laughed at was when the poor old granny gets dragged through the waste disposal chute by that claw because it's about it's like it's the size of my hand mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like well, how did the hell did she get pulled through that um, or whatever happens I can't remember now but yeah Paradise Towers we reviewed that back in episode 26 if you ever want to check it is out it? no way it's not that far back is it yeah yep I gave it a five and you gave it a six Wow, I, th- I I thought it was fairly well, not fairly recent, but I didn't realise it was so far back. Yeah, it's ages ago, mate. Limey. Yeah. Sandwiched in between the beast below and the doctor's daughter. Oh my goodness. Episode twenty six. Go back and check it out for Probably. comedy value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at least I got a bit of classic here in this week, even though I can't really remember much of it. But uh, yeah, yeah cool. it was good fun. What about you, mate? What have you been up to? Um, very uh, light for me, as is the par for the course for the last few weeks. It seems. Uh, just not been up to much, really. Um, I've watched um, World Enough and Time a couple of times. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. That really is about it. I haven't been out anywhere who or geek related. Haven't really done much. It's just been a quiet one for me. Oh, dear. Yeah, I must yeah. admit, I've watched two, I've watched this week uh, a couple of times um, before the review. Um, yeah, just to, just to let it all sink in, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that might be the case, didn't you? I, I mean, we knew certain things that were going to be coming up in this episode, so I had a feeling it was going to be one that would that would take a few watches. Absolutely, yeah. I think I put yeah. it out on Twitter uh, a few days uh, before it went out, so I think last Thursday or Wednesday, and uh, I said it's going to be another one of those turning points in the series. So uh, mm. for me, for series ten, one of the, the first turning point was the start of the Monks trilogy. That's when the series took a bit of a turn. Yeah. And then we've got another one now, which coincides with the last two episodes. But it definitely went... We'll come on to it anyway. We'll get to our review. But it definitely took a, mm-hmm. a very 
it, it went in a very different direction, this one. It certainly did, yeah. I mean, it couldn't have been more different to last week's um, no. uh, episode, could it? Eat is a light. It was so different, yeah. yeah. Almost felt like it should have followed on from uh, Empress of Mars, you know, um, because they, they they sort of referenced it, didn't they, at the start when they were saying, oh, Missy, yeah. well, she did save us from Mars. I don't know. I almost feel it would have worked better if... Um, if it was a light, it'd have been earlier on in the in the run somehow. But anyway, yeah, yeah, very different shift of tone, indeed. Uh, Shall we land our fair TARDIS? Yes, let's and get to those ratings news. Yeah. of light mm. official ratings 4.73 mil oh well, that's alright it's not bad I say that because Eaters of Light got the worst overnight for <laughs> um for the entire history of the show didn't it it, did it got initially. like 2 point something million yep. initially so the overnights were shocking um, so yeah I guess that's quite a substantial little boost up of ratings isn't it yeah it's not the worst that we've had i think there was one week where we were on the line weren't we we were number 30 i think so i think yeah. one of the monks episodes but yeah yeah so we're not even going to talk about corrie and eastenders and emma no, because they no. take up so many slots uh however very disappointed once more oh no got, i see i've just seen it yeah number oh, 24 no. so we we finished number 26 in the list out of 30 number 24 is the bloody antiques road show <laughs> what is going i was on? just thinking oh i can't see it in the list i can't see it oh no there it is oh what's that going is on shocking how many did they get then uh they got 4.85 mil oh okay well not a massive difference but even so come what's on what's going on come on yeah. What has it come to, eh? <laughs> that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> that's a shame. You could just see him off thinking, why do I bother? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, he's probably thinking, oh, I'm glad I'm off. Yeah, I'll let <laughs> you deal with this, Chibbers. Yeah, he's, he's lowering down the raft on the sinking ship as we speak, just just, yeah. get, just sailing off into the sunset on a little dinghy. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of a metaphor, you can imagine. Doctor Who as as uh, as the show at the moment as the Titanic you can see the iceberg coming up and uh, he's just <laughs> on his little dinghy down the side <laughs> him off. and Capaldi are like this is no good let's go bugger off back to Scotland yeah <laughs> oh, but yes uh, we did beat Casualty uh, good. thankfully we did beat Country File which is almost as bad as the Antiques Roadshow mm-hmm. uh, we beat Have I Got News for You as well because they beat us quite heavily a few weeks oh, back yeah. uh, but we did get beaten by the news which is just as annoying and there was a couple of other programs that you would expect as well so um, uh, Pole Dark is quite a popular one yeah it's uh, popular isn't it yeah, yeah. and also uh, The Real Full Monty I've seen a lot of people talking about that as well so yeah, I missed that one yeah. yeah so number 26 out of 30 with uh, 4.73 million viewers which is not bad you know we're not we're not we've not been pushed out of the top 30 just yet no so um, yeah Chibbers is waiting in the wings, isn't he, with his master plan, the Chibbers plan. Do you know what? It would be absolutely fascinating to be a fly on the wall at the moment because he, remember when Broadchurch Series 3 went out, he said he was taking a holiday. I think it was two or three weeks. 
Yeah. And he didn't even want to think about Doctor Who. He just said he was oh, taking really? time off. He just didn't want to think about anything. And then he said when he came back, it was on. And that was about two months ago. So they must be having some really good planning and, you know, mm-hmm. creative meetings about what they're going to do with who. Because I've seen some 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 chatterings around, and I don't really pay attention to these, but there has been a consistent thing to say that that, that people have been saying that when Chivers does take over and we see Series 11 next year, mm-hmm. it is going to be yeah. quite a hard reset, as in it, the show is going to... You know when the Moth took over and mm. when Matt, uh, Matt Smith jumped on? It was a very different show to what we had before with the the RTD era. Yeah, it definitely had its own style and feel to it, didn't it? Straight yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hearing that that is going to be a similar vibe with 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 Chibbers. It's going to be a very different direction and different style and and everything. So it would be it would be fascinating to hear about what is being planned at the moment, above mm. and you know beyond who's going to be the next Doctor and all that stuff. I mean, like that the storylines that they've got planned and and all that stuff. So yeah, that's going to be, mm. uh, I must admit, yeah. I'm slightly worried by what I've read about his plan. If it's true. I mean, we don't know what's true and what's not true, but no. I, his big long story plan mm-hmm. is a bit worrying to me. I don't know if I well, like the sound of it, but we'll see. Um, you watch, you've watched Broadchurch, haven't you? All of them. Yeah. It's great. I have, I have blitzed through them in the last two to three weeks. I've like been watching two or three every single night. Cause I didn't watch it ever. Right. Um, so I've been watching it from the start. And uh, loved series one, liked series two. Um, I've got one episode left of series three, oh, which right. I should be watching tonight, and then I will have seen all three series. I haven't really enjoyed series three that much. Okay. It, I, I, f- I think it's been good, but not nowhere near as good as first two, I don't think. But uh, but yeah, so I'm just, I've got the last one to watch tonight, so I'll be finding out who did it tonight. Yeah, I mean, um, just watching Broadchurch alone, you, you can you can see, can't you, the um, the the quality that Chris Chibnall puts out. You know, they're oh, so yeah. great in terms. I mean, everything like the style, the editing, the writing. It's all just fantastic. So that's definitely the style. I mean, the mm. the, the way the show's produced, it's 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 beautiful to watch. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very well well written. I'd say so. Yeah, hopefully you can bring that to a bit of Doctor Who because I wasn't over impressed with his actual Doctor Who episodes. But I don't know. Maybe it's different when you're writing under a different showrunner. If you've got your own plan, don't say that. Getting, don't yeah, say what? that. What? No. Well, he will be the showrunner. Exactly. So, oh no, because no, but I, no, I meant it the other way. though. I meant it the other way around. Maybe under you know, maybe writing for someone else he felt constricted, whereas oh, I see. I don't know. Because that's the trap that the moth has fallen oh, into a few yeah, times, it is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Let's not jinx the the guy oh, before he's no. even. Oh no! Sorry, Chibbers. <laughs> Sorry, Chibbers. <laughs> but yes, we have faith in in Chris Chibnall. It can't get any worse than what's been out and about for the last couple of years. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not terrible, but you know, in terms of if if the moth would have an appreciation index, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be scoring that highly, with the exception of the episode that went out recently. Mm, I think he's redeemed himself a bit this series. A little bit, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely redeemed himself a bit in my eyes this series. But, yes. uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So yeah. the ratings. Yeah. Dems the ratings for Eaters of Lights. Mm-hmm. What did we give Eaters of Light, by the way? We didn't score it that favourably. I don't. Think. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Uh, I can't remember what you scored actually. Yeah. You liked it a bit more than me, didn't you? Yeah, uh, we gave it a five apiece. I didn't give it a five, did I? Yeah, you. you 
bleeding dead. No way. I'm Gosh. telling you, mate, I've got it here in black and You've white. You've got it there in on the computer yep. in black and white. My word, it must have been. Was I drunk when we recorded that? I, I didn't like it at all. Oh, I suppose it had a decent enough story. Actually, one of our listeners was um, shocked <laughs> that uh, that I didn't like it. It was uh, our cousins, you know, cousins? Oh, yeah. Callum, Callum yep. cousins. Yeah, it was a message to me the other week. Absolutely shocked by my review because he really liked it and I said to him it's only because you live in Scotland it's the only reason you like it <laughs> but he, he was really surprised by the low score yeah he was really <laughs> yeah and Fish is oh, falling off his seat when we got to the scores yeah oh bless <laughs> not good anyway so that's no. going to do for news yeah we've only had the ratings to talk through shall we bring our rusty friend in go on get him in match corner match corner Match corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. You can take that decapitated Cyberman head with you. <laughs> and get that T-shirt off. Bugger off. <laughs> Moody. Right, so first up in merch, we have a new book has been announced in the Lethbridge-Stewart range. Yay, more books. Yay, once again, we're going to return to the awesome range of books. We, we say this every time. Every Where time are we, we say with it. these? So yeah, yeah, they said, yeah. If you've not checked out the Lethbridge Stewart range of books, you are if, if especially if you're a fan of Lethbridge Stewart, the character from the classic series, classic stuff. Uh, if you're a fan of him, uh, and you haven't checked out these books yet, you really are missing out because we're yeah, up to crikey. this. Crikey, this is um, this is book. It has to be what number. Seven, well, I'm just eight. looking because I'm just looking to see if I'm up to date with these because I've, as many listeners will know, I love buying books and they a lot of them sit on my shelf waiting to be read for about ten years. So I think I've got all of them. Is this is this the next series? Let's yeah. have a look. Yeah. Well, this is book three Two, in four, series six, four. Eight. Yeah, Havoc Files three was the last one I bought. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's looking like I'm up to date. So this is series four, isn't it? Series three. Sorry, series four, book three. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so the uh, this new one that's been announced is uh, The Dreamer's Lament. Mm. And uh, a brief synopsis. Uh, so while visiting his mother, Lethbridge Stewart is a little perturbed when Harold Chorley calls to ask for his help. A train from Bristol has gone missing and Chorley is convinced it has something to do uh, with the Keensham Triangle, where over 50 people have vanished without a trace since the early 1800s. Elsewhere, Anne Travers is coming to terms with a lot of her family and sets about preparing for a funeral. However, news reaches her that both Lethbridge Stewart and Chorley have gone missing and her help is required to find them, hopefully, and hopefully solve the mystery of the Keensham Triangle. Oh, like the sound of it already. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it's, um, and these books are really good value as well. They normally go for around, I think it's a tenner. So, how much is it? With postage, it's probably around nine, ten pounds with postage. Um, but the Candy Jar uh, website normally does these cool bundles as well. Mm. So you can still go back. They still have prints of the very first one, The Forgotten Sun, which was the first book in this range. And you can still buy those individually or as bundles and so on. But they also interject like these cool little novellas as well in between some of the books, which flesh yeah. out some of the story and characters as well. But they really are fantastic books. I need to catch up. I think I'm, oh, crikey, I'm... Um, I think the last one I read was no Night of the Intelligence. 
I was going to say, I've just, I thought I was up to date on these because I know, I know they've done, um, they've got a quiz book coming out, which I think is great because that reminds <laughs> me of the classic quiz book. I thought I was up to date on these because the last one I bought was Havoc Files 3, but um, unbelievably, they are, they are uh, releasing these at quite a rate because, uh, yeah, they've, there's already two out that I haven't got. Uh, Night of the Intelligence I haven't got. Daughters of Earth I haven't got. So, yeah, I might get the bundle then because there's now three included in this one. Hmm. Uh, I thought that was the church from Demon's devil's end on the front uh, when i first saw that you know the new book oh yeah um dreamer's lament it ah, reminds right. me of that do you know yeah. what i mean that's really cool i like yeah. the covers on these i know we've said it before but yeah 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 they look uh, they look good so i'll probably get the bundle now god i can't i thought i was finally catching up with these and they've got even more <laughs> of them out yeah but they are great yeah really cool really cool yeah so just head over to uh, what's the website? It's candy. So candy hyphen jar. Now get it right. <laughs> yeah. www.candy-jar.co.uk. And on there, you'll, you'll, they normally um, have a, a Lethbridge Stewart, at least one of them uh, on, on the main page. But if not, just do a search for Lethbridge Stewart or click on the books link. You'll find them there. Um, hold on. The Blood of Atlantis. I thought I had that one. No, I haven't. Oh crikey, we need to we need to catch up with these, mate. We need yeah. this, we need the Leftbridge checklist, don't we? We do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, check out the Leftbridge Stuart range, especially um, if you've been keeping up with the series, the new one, which will be out in when is it out? Oh, don't know. I've just closed the page. Hold on, I got it. I got it right here. Hold on. Here we go. When is it out? I don't know. Let's visit. coming soon. Coming soon. They also do a subscription as well. When did when did that happen? They're on the ball, so you can uh, you you can pre-order it obviously now uh, individually, or it comes as a discounted bundle. It's also part of your yearly subscription offer. Yeah, what's going on with that? I know. All right, we we need we need a catch up offline about this <laughs> so we can go through. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> the latest Lethbridge Stewart book will be out this year. And uh, you can pre-order it now. It's a candy jar books. Yeah, yes. looking good. <laughs> right, you like a t-shirt, don't you, Gary? As do I. I like the odd t-shirt. I love a t-shirt. So does Dalek Tat. He's wearing one of these as we speak. Um, and Forbidden Planet have just added uh, three or four new Doctor Who ones. Um, a couple of which I like the look of, and a couple of which I think look blimmin' awful. But let's see what you think, <laughs> Gary, because you might like them. So, um, so yeah, these are, these are coming out uh, at the end of July. Yep. Um, and there's, it's, it's nice to have some new designs actually because you know we do like our Doctor Who tea. so the first one that I'm looking at it's got uh, you know uh, the the class the new Doctor sorry if you like don't like to use that word but it's basically it's got Eccleston Tennant Smith Capaldi uh, in a sort of formation with the TARDIS behind them and then the rest of the t-shirt is made up of what I would call stars <laughs> it's not quite the holy yeah. uh, 12 jacket uh jacket but it's a bit like that so yeah so that's that's one of the ones i'm not overstruck on but do you like the look of this one um it's called modern doctor's group t-shirt yeah, it's okay i mean the the, the design i don't of like the, the colors yeah, that's what i was going to say it, they, i think they've tried to emulate you know if anyone's seen the recent steelbook artwork that's that's gone out recently for series one and just announced for pre-order for series two it's kind of like in that orangey painter style mm. but it, it doesn't really work on the black because it's a black t-shirt yeah it doesn't really work but it's not too bad but it's yeah i probably won't pick this one up 
No, yeah, it might if it might look better in the flesh, but I'm not too enamoured with that one. But I do like the second one. So the second one again is a black T-shirt. It's called Evolution of the Cybermen, mm. and uh, basically it's just got all the different Cybermen heads on it, which uh, which is quite nice actually. Uh, it's even got the Cyber Shade. Yeah, <laughs> is that what they were called? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Cyber Shade, weren't yep. they? It's even got that thing on it. Um, and it's got the the one with the cyber head that opened up and there was like a skull and that inside in. Yeah. I quite like this one because I do yeah. love the different designs of Cybermen. Um, to pick up for me, this one. Yeah. Yep. I think I might grab that one. No Cybermat though. No Cybermat. No, that's a bit strange. Oh, well. they could have had, they could have had them at the bottom. Couldn't they yeah. could have just had them on there somewhere, but no, unless it might be good if there's one on the back. An actual cyber mat sort of on the back of the t-shirt as if it's on your shoulder, that'd be cool. That's another black uh, t-shirt, by the way. It's all on, on black. Yeah, it's all on black. Yeah. Uh, this this next one's actually a hoodie. It's uh, TARDIS Quotes. Now, I've got this as a t-shirt, but um, I, I really like this one. So basically, the the it's a grey hoodie, and then it's got like the TARDIS picture on The TARDIS picture on it. <laughs> Uh, but the TARDIS is made up of quotes. So it's basically just loads of, looks like loads of letters, <laughs> but they form the picture of the TARDIS, if that makes sense. Yes. Uh, and it's quite nice because, yeah, they're all the classic quotes from over the, you know, the years through Doctor Who. So it's stuff like, you know, um, one day I'll come back and Geronimo and all that sort of stuff. So it's quite a clever little use of, of quotes to build up a TARDIS tick picture. Um, as I say, I've got this on a T-shirt, so it's quite cool that they've put it on a hoodie. Yeah, love it on the yeah. hoodie. Grey hoodie. I can see yep. you rocking that, mate. You you like a hoodie, don't you? So yeah, we're we getting this one. I think. Yeah. Yep. Um. Just to let you know the price on these, because the hood is coming in at uh, around about thirty pounds, so it's twenty nine ninety nine. Um. Whereas the t-shirts so far have been fifteen ninety nine, and I think the last two t-shirts that we're going to talk about are both fifteen ninety nine. Yes, they are. Um. These are the two I don't like. I have to be honest. So there's two white t-shirts coming out, and they're very cartoony in their design. So the first one is the 10th doctor with his, um, 3d glasses on in front of the TARDIS. Is this a kid's t-shirt actually? Or is this a, no, it's an adult it's one. An adult it one, it yeah. looks very kid like, like, well, yeah, the, I, yeah. yeah, the TARDIS looks like the Titan. It TARDIS does. That you can, yeah. if, you, if anyone who knows what the slightly larger Titan TARDIS looks like, it's very much that style. And as Adam yeah. says, it's got a quite a cartoony David Tennant, character there yeah i'm not yeah it does i mean it's okay um and then the the second t-shirt i'm guessing is by the same people because it's a very similar design of all the doctors in this very cartoony almost almost sort of japanese anime style mm. isn't it yeah. um but but not very good uh yeah so i don't know i'm not struck on either of these t-shirts but they've all just been added to the forbiddenplanet.com website if you want to go and have a look at them uh, that's the one with the rocket ship just to clarify um and we'll there'll be a link i'm sure in the show notes when they go to these so yes. go and have a look yep. at them you might you know as i said uh, yeah the cyberman tea is pretty cool but you might like the other ones as well so go and yeah. see what you think one thing Dalek that likes them. Yeah, Dalek Tat. He's he's wearing the Cyberman T-shirt out of protest yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the it, it's always good though because we we've said it on many occasions over the last what six seven months that when we've gone into Forbidden Planet and we're talking about the London Megastore one that the amount of who merch has dwindled to almost oh, big you know time. yeah. So even if it's just T-shirts, you know anything that's they're going to announce, you know, new Doctor Who stuff is always good. So. You know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, lastly, for merch, uh, we mentioned this last week, but I just wanted to follow up because there's now some uh, some pre-order 
pricing and dates gone up for it. So we mentioned the the cute little pop Funko, the little Rory, the Centurion mm-hmm. uh, exclusive uh, that we that we've seen doing the rounds uh, is now being announced as, as in the UK is twelve pounds ninety nine, and it's uh, an EMP exclusive. So the company EMP, uh, which I've heard of before, but I've not actually ordered anything from these guys. I think they're just like a pop culture. Um, sort of clothing and collectibles company. They do a lot of, you know, bands and films and and all sorts. So, um, but yes, they 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 bagged this one as an exclusive. So, uh, yes, I'll put a link to the show notes as well uh, again. And it's available apparently somewhere between the fourth of July and well, it's weird. Also, oh, the delivery is between the fourth and the fifth of July if you pre-order. So you get it mm. on one of those two dates and then if it doesn't sell out then their normal delivery applies which i assume is three to five days yeah after that but yeah 12.99 from emp so emp.co.uk just do a search for pop funko doctor who or something you'll find it but i'll put a link anyway Mm. so i won't be picking this one up mate it doesn't seem too jumpy out at me but it's funny isn't it because um i feel like i should like a rory because i quite like rory i feel like i should want it but um I really don't. <laughs> I don't know why. No. Yeah, it just yeah. does nothing for me. Um, I really don't know why that is, but it doesn't at all. I don't. It's like, you know, sometimes when they've added an exclusive or whatever, I've been straight on there like, oh, I've got to get that. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's cute. He's a cute little pop. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel no desire to actually get it. I mean, if someone, yeah, if it was in a shop, I'd probably pick him up just because he's there. It's, it's that sort of thing, isn't mm. it? But I would, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's cute, but yeah, not too bothered. Yeah, not too bothered about that one. Yeah. yeah, that's going to do for news and merch. Go on, wheel him out. <laughs> <laughs> right, review time. Yes, looking forward to this. Adam. Yes, Gary. Penultimate episode of Series 10. What is it? Right, get the title right this time. It is, of course, World Enough and Time. Promise you won't get me killed. Wait for me. Because of the black hole, one end of the ship, time, is moving faster. What are you doing to them? Curing them. Step away from those doors, you'll bring them back. This was a good place once, but this ship is old. Everything is dying. We must evolve to survive. Whoa. I want that music. You can get that music. Can I? Uh, There's a... <laughs> Not officially, uh, oh. but there is a uh, a YouTuber who has recreated that music almost exactly as it appears in the trailer. Oh right! If anyone wants it, I'll stick a link out. But it's uh, uh, that trailer is awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. That is one of the best trailers that we've had for Series Ten. Yeah, that music's just. Aw- I love it. Yeah, it's just builds and builds and builds. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's great. So, world enough and time. Mm. So the uh, very briefly, actually, let's do the the rundown for it. So uh, yes, went out on the twenty fourth of June last Saturday, uh, forty five minutes long. It's the first of a two parter that finishes up series ten. It was directed by Rachel Tulley, uh, written by the Moth, and uh, a, a, a relatively small cast in this one. So the main characters plus a couple of other people really, mm. uh, and Nicholas Briggs. Doing oh, the yes, voice of, of the Cybermen. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, so, synopsis very briefly is um, the Doctor wants to sort of test Missy to see if she can um, uh, sort of perform, you know, as a as a saviour rather than this evil, you know, murdering character. So they answer this uh, distress call from a what seems like an absolutely massive colony ship mm. that's drifting very close to a black hole, which they're reversing away from. And that plan sort of very quickly gets eaten up into a, a much bigger situation where these uh, strange-looking characters in the bandages and and, and hospital nighties and st- uh, stuff uh, take Bill away after she's, you know, supposedly shot and killed by this... Uh, this guy on the ship, they take her away. She wakes up later. She's got a mechanical heart. Then the story kind of splits into two where we have Bill and this character known um, uh, as, what's his name? What's that? What? Well, Razor. Razor, yeah. So Bill and Razor, they're just chilling out in this hospital. He works there. She's helping out and stuff while she's waiting for the doctor to come and save her. Um, at the other end of the ship, uh, the doctor, Nardo and Missy are trying to figure out what's going on. The, 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 the quirkiness of the episode, I guess, is that because they're so close to a black hole, the end of the ship where the Doctor and Missy and is, time is moving a lot faster for them because they're mm-hmm. right next to a black hole. So due to the time uh, displacement or whatever you want to call it, that right at the other end of the ship, which is hundreds of miles away, further away from the black hole, time is going a lot slower. So for Bill and Razor, it's like a year's gone past and so on. Uh, and then we slowly find out what the plan is. So there's this uh, there's this sort of master plan that's mentioned a few times, Operation Exodus, where all of the people that are at the end of the ship, which are sort of suffering from fumes from the ship and so on, the great plan is to, quote-unquote, upgrade them so that they can mm. survive. And then it's when we find out that it's ultimately the Cybermen. And, uh, yes, interestingly enough, we have a, a very, very, very teasy opening to this episode. Yeah. Which we'll come on to later, but then it doesn't really lead to much. I guess it's just a kind of planting the seed of what's coming up in the next episode. Mm. So world enough and time. What are your feelings on, on this one, mate? My feelings are, um, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, wow. It was dark television for half past six at night though, wasn't it? Like it was, pretty <laughs> on the edge i thought of uh, of um yeah it, it didn't didn't mess around um i i really liked it mate I, I wondered where we were going at the start you know with all the stuff with missy it was quite light and comical with her mm-hmm. flirting with the blue man um but it took a very sinister turn quite mm. quickly and it, and, and uh, from that point onwards i thought it was yeah very dark episode but but very good um yeah did not disappoint i, I mean as i said uh, earlier we we knew a lot of what was going to be in this episode. There's been so many spoilers um, that you could almost tell what you know what the episode was going to be, you know, weeks ago. But um, but it was it it definitely delivered for me. Uh, even though even though we sort of knew a lot of what was going on, um, it it delivered, mate. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What about you? Yep, I absolutely loved this episode. Good. I yep. honestly thought it was one of. I thought it it was one of this series best episodes i thought it was one of the moth's best episodes that he's written yeah it's very good i thought it was thought it was one of the best episodes since the moth took over uh 
I just think he really delivered a solid, exciting, suspenseful, creepy story, which is everything that I think Doctor Who should be at times. Mm, so yeah. I, I don't think that Doctor Who should be this, you know, borderline horror story every week, but at times I think it's needed. I think it's needed that we have these dark episodes that explore stuff and 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 take us to a place which is because this episode did go quite dark in a couple of places. Oh yeah. And it's also clear that the scheduling people at the there's just absolutely no communication at the BBC no. whatsoever because if if they can push episodes like Oxygen I think it was at like nearly nine o'clock at night and think that's okay and then at half past six put an episode out like this one yeah it just goes to show that they don't know what's in the episode i did think that i mean i mean there was yeah there was nothing like really gory or anything like that but it was proper creepy scary i mean it was brilliant but i did think you know, like you, I was thinking this episode really should be on about half seven, eight o'clock. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of later evening episode for sure. Absolutely. You know? And I yeah. thought exactly the same as you. I was thinking clearly no one's, you know, the schedule has any idea what's in this episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they even do the schedule these days, mate. But, but they're also, you know, I'm, you know, of a, I'm an older generation Doctor Who fan. It takes a lot to make me jump or mm-hmm. be scared, if I'm honest. There, you know, there are. I mean, even episodes like blink which i think are fantastic they they have me on the edge of my seat but they you know the scenes that might make somebody a bit younger than me jump or be a bit Mm -hmm. frightened they don't really have the same effect on me i can appreciate that they're brilliant and scary but they never really have me on the edge of my seat Mm -hmm. this really did and i mean i i mean i was properly like there were scenes where bill was looking at the door and stuff and you know you knew something was creeping up behind her and i was properly on the edge of my seat Mm -hmm. and there was one bit that made me jump and i can't think which bit it was now but it's very rare that that actually genuinely happens you know what i mean there are times when i'm sort of slightly unnerved by doctor who or Mm i think oh this is a good creepy moment this episode actually did make me jump and i think this is brilliant you know i i'm you know I'm i'm an older guy you know this is having the effect it should on me it was it was brilliant mate i just loved it but i did think the same as you i was thinking it's seven o'clock at night and i'm jumping out of my skin on the sofa this is brilliant yeah i think one of our listeners picked up on it in the in either their facebook comment or one of the audio reviews that we got sent in that they wouldn't be a hundred percent comfortable with their kids watching this one depending on the age of their kids i understand that yeah and i i can say pretty confidently that um, judging at the based based on the time that this went out, I would have said, right, you're going to come and watch Doctor Who then because you haven't got bed for a while yet. Come and watch some Doctor Who, and I probably would have paused it at some point and said, we'll pick this up at the weekend or tomorrow or something because I need mm-hmm. to watch the rest of it. I, I'm not sure that I because my son's ten now, and I'm not sure that I, I think he would have gone to bed with the heebie-jeebies a little bit. If oh, watched I think all of so, it. mate. Yeah. yeah, because it was like, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't gore factor. It was um, scary in what, I, in the way I think you know things should be scary. Because nowadays, 
I think programs just show far too much and things are much more scary when they're psychological Yes, and, and you yep. plant the idea in someone's mind. So, yeah, this is very much like that. You know, the, just the scenes of the these guys, um, these patients and having a volume switch, you know, that you turn up and down and when you hear <sighs> what they're going through, that's that's really dark stuff. But it's it's not graphic, but it's really, really, like you said, it implants it in your mind of, mm-hmm. you know, they're in pain and it's it's yeah it's really really close to the knuckle stuff absolutely mate some of it was quite horrific i mean Mm. i mean in terms of uh so the the episode started off really well it it almost felt like it was going to be a a bit of a sort of trial by fire for missy that the doctor had this really cool sort of not an obstacle course if you like but he was you know he was putting like the rat into the maze you know, mm. and see how she got on because he was just in a TARDIS, you know, snacking on Chris. Eating just, Chris, yeah. yeah. So that was really so It really was strange, actually, that the episode started quite lightheartedly and it was quite comical. And uh, you could see that um, Bill and Nardole were quite uneasy about having Missy around. Whereas mm. the Doctor was constantly like, you know, just, you know, don't let her wind you up. Just get on with it and, and all yeah. that. And that only lasted for a little while. And then before we knew it, at that it was the moment where the, the, the one of the pilots turned up, George, uh, when he turned up. And that's when it all took a real, you know, because we had that suspenseful moment where we could see the lift coming up and the numbers mm. getting sh- smaller and smaller. And he was absolutely terrified about what was coming out the lift. And, uh, and then that shocking moment right at the beginning where Bill gets shot mm. and she's got a big hole in her. Yeah. You know, and from that point on, it just, it was really weird because sometimes we've seen over the years that sometimes we have Doctor Who episodes that are like, they're almost like two stories that have sort of been mushed together. But you either do that sort of halfway through and then it takes it takes a bit of a twist or you have like two parties that split up mm-hmm. and then they go off and do their own thing and then right at the end they come together and sort of thing. But this one, we only had a few minutes of that type of story where it was quite lighthearted and comical and then that moment that Bill got shot and then the patients came out of the lift, from then on it was just dark. You know, it got suspenseful darker and darker, didn't horror. It, it was yeah. like wow. So Did you gasp when Phil Bill got shot? Because I yeah. actually did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I actually went, I turned to my other half, I was like, ah! And I stopped and I thought, and then I immediately expected Moffat to do his usual and just, you know, completely erase it or do something. But mm. it, it never happened. I thought, wow, you know, is the Moff actually going to go through with this for once? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, as much as I like Bill, we can't have another reset because that, that's no, just no. We, we can't. If, if, if he undoes this next week, it's really going to take away from the impact of this episode because... Yeah, it had a big impact when Bill got shot and so early on in the episode as well. I was just like, I was literally with my mouth open for ages just going, Me too. has the yeah. moth actually done that? Oh my God, you know, Bill. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. yeah, I was blown away. Well, at first, when, when she was shot and, he, and the camera hadn't moved down at that point. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that she was either, she was either shot with like a tranquilizer dart or it wasn't, it wasn't a fatal thing. You know, it, no, I'll, he, tell, I'll tell you exactly what I thought was going to happen because it, it was such a slow pan. I, if I, I would have put money on this and I would have lost, I thought what was going to happen, it was going to pan down and then whoever was in the lift behind her was going to drop drop down. Like, in other words, they were the oh, person. Right, I thought right. that's what it was going to be. So that's why I was so shocked yeah. when it was actually Bill. I was like, oh, my God. 
Yeah, well, I, well, well, I thought even I thought she's not been shot properly. They're, they're not going to do away with Bill this early. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. They're not just going to you know do away with her this early. Uh, and it's not until the camera moved down and she had that huge hole, massive hole in her yeah. body. I thought, same as you. I was like, <gasps> what? What? I was just what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and. I, I don't know about you, mate, but I think those are the reactions when you've got fans, new and old, who have reactions like that. That that's probably a sign that the moth is doing something right at that mm. point in the story. Definitely, because yeah. if if she had been shot like that and and nobody really reacted to it, then he's probably failed. Mm. You know, as 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 showrunner with this companion. Oh no! It was yeah. You know it was I mean? definitely a. It was a definitely a. Um, I can't say the words, but uh, what the moment? What I was like, no way! Moment. Yeah, what the beep? <laughs> um, I tell you what, though. While I remember, it does bring me on to one very slightly. I don't know if I'd even call it a negative, but one thing that has does slightly irk me. Uh, whenever I rewatch the episode, I watched it a couple of times now. Is that there isn't much reaction from the Doctor to Bill getting shot? I thought when I was watching this going out live, I thought. Uh oh, Capaldi's gonna go go mad now. I was expecting him to turn, you know, like he did with a shielder when Clara got killed. All right, and yeah. he lost it, didn't he? He was like really angry, simmering. So I was expecting him to turn around to that guy and be like, "What have you done?" And or or you know, really sort of kick off or at least say something. Um, but there was no reaction like that, and I don't quite understand. That's the only thing I don't quite get because if you watch it back, um. She get whisked. She gets whisked away very quickly to hmm. be repaired, and the doctor just seems to just, you know, carry on with the situation. Chat to that guy. Okay, what we're going to blah, blah blah. I was thinking, surely Capaldi would be like, "You've just shot my friend. She better be all right, or you're going to." You know, I was expecting a bit more of a reaction from the doctor, considering she just had a massive hole <laughs> blown through her. If you know what I mean. I don't know if you thought that, but yes. I, I was just a little yeah. surprised by how little reaction the doctor gave to bill being sh- shot if you like yeah i think it was yeah i did think about that initially i thought why is he going to go mad yeah why isn't he going crazy and really mm. losing it but then i think his mind was probably more occupied with because they've taken her away the patients came in and they took her away yeah and, and they did say at the time that she's going to be repaired and so on so i think probably the doctor's mind was occupied with right there's a good chance that she's not going to die. So how yeah, do I save he was her? Being practical, I yeah, suppose. So, yeah, yeah. So they've they've taken her away. Hopefully, she's not going to die. So now I need to figure out how I'm actually going to save her and get her back, yeah. rather than like the the initial shock and you know losing it. But yeah, I did think the same. I thought, why isn't he going a bit more lunatic? Or just I thought yeah. he was going to at least turn and give that guy one of his eyebrow glares or something uh, i don't know i just i just expected a bit more reaction from him but yeah. as i said a very minor thing but it is something that um mm. every time i watch it i do sort of pick up on i think you know if that was me and we all know what comparative doctor's like he's just seen a massive hole blown into his companion i think he might just react a little bit more but yeah. um yeah it was a very minor thing it's just something that slightly irks me when i watch it back yeah. the 10th doctor would have gone mad oh he would have it'd have been shouting and spitting and yeah, yeah. Um, just before we move on from this early scene, there, mate. What you know, you're saying about the light-hearted bit. What did you What did you think of all that beginning? Because there was um there was this joke, if you like, about him being called Doctor Who, which seems to have really um uh, annoyed a lot of fans. And uh, I, I'll see what your opinion is. My, mine is that I actually really liked the beginning with Missy. I thought it was a really fun 
introduction to the episode. I didn't personally mind the Doctor Who thing. In fact, I found it quite funny. But I will say this. They did... It did go on too much. Like, they did the Doctor Who joke. He said, she's just messing, ignore her. That should have been it. And then they did it about three more times in yeah. the space of a minute. And I thought, no, 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 we've got the joke. You've you've overcooked <laughs> it now. Just let it go. So I didn't mind any of that. But people thought it was the moth making Doctor Who as his name canon. And I think that annoyed a few people. Did it bother you? No, it didn't bother me. No, no. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I think because the Doctor brushes it off. Because yeah, he I says, think that's, that's yeah. It, yeah. Because he's, he's like, like, he's having none of it, isn't he? Yeah, he's just calm and yeah, ignore her. She's just. But it was a fun intro, wasn't it, with Missy? You know, just yeah. being Missy. But yeah, I mean, that's what carried that first bit, really, because of yeah. Michelle Gomez. She's really funny. Yeah, I love <laughs> so, her. Yeah, she's completely sarcastic and and just she she never takes anything seriously, does she? She's always no. um, sort of in joke form. I, I just love it the way she's so cool. Like yeah. the guy's pointing a gun at her and she's like, um, he's like, are you human? She's like, don't be a bitch. You know, and she's just like, <laughs> she really doesn't, she doesn't even look remotely scared that someone's got a gun pointed at her. I just love, I love that about Missy that she just doesn't give a tuppany about it, anything or anyone no. but herself. She's terrible, but I, I love her. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. And it's all, it does seem a bit risky as well that the doctor would let her loose so to speak. Yeah, I, I think he's just trying so hard to convince himself that she's turned good. He really, really wants it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. yeah. Hence that scene with Nardal and uh, saying to the Doctor, "Have you got? Are you having an emotion?" Which is another fun scene. Mm-hmm. You know, the Doctor really wants it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. To believe, but yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, the episode is uh, in terms of like story stuff and and production and editing and pacing and all that. There was, uh, I did read quite a few comments to say that it slowed down a lot in the it, middle. It, it did you did feel a little that? in the middle. Um, I felt it more on a first watch because I suppose I was itching for things to happen. Oh, I was okay. like, you know, when's the sim going to come into it? When are the Cybermen coming into it? So I suppose on a first watch, I did feel that the middle bit slowed, um, which was ironic because that was the whole scene where they were watching the TV where it was in slow motion where nothing was yeah. happening. So it was kind of ironic, really. But I did feel it on a first watch. When I watched it again, I just absolutely just went along with the whole episode. I didn't feel bored or anything. I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I think it's just the anticipation on the first watch of, you know, you want to get into, you know, you want everything to be happening. So yeah, it was a little, just maybe just a little <laughs> bit slow. But uh, but I didn't think it was, yeah, didn't find it boring in any way, to be honest. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause what I mean, about you? Yeah, I think, and a similar thing, really. I think we were all just so eager yeah. You know, to see the, the, the Cybermen in their full form, you know, and we were just so, it's almost like when you go to see a film at the cinema, you just want to get the trailers out the way, mm. you know, and you want to get to the main event. It was almost like that feeling where, yes, what we're watching is good, uh, you know, and it's, it's sinister and it's dark and stuff, but then the middle bit, it slow down just a little bit. And that's when you start thinking, come on, you know, I, I want to see these Mondasian Cybermen and, because John Sim's been leaked, you know, we know he's coming as well. So we just want to mm. see him. So not leaked, announced, sorry. Um, so I think that middle bit, you're just like, come on, we want to yeah. see him. But absolutely, you're absolutely right, though. On a second viewing and multiple viewings, because you know it's all coming, you can just sort of relax a little bit and let the story take you. 
you know, oh, totally. Not, I loved, yeah. absolutely loved this on the second watch, mate. I really, I mean, I loved it on the first watch, but second watch, I just literally just went with the story. I thought it was great. I must admit, I kept waiting for Sim mm -hmm. the first time. I was like, where is he? And I'm, I don't know about you. I'm just going to get us out of the way now. Oh, here we go. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I guessed that Razor was Sim from the word go. Oh, from yeah. the yeah. second he came on screen, I was like, well, there's the master. When's he going to reveal himself? It's the voice. It's the voice, I'm, but yep. but I'm going to say this. I I don't think I would have done, possibly. In fact, I, I, I don't think I would have done if it hadn't have been leaked. If they'd have managed to keep Sim a secret, I honestly don't think I would have guessed, or certainly I wouldn't have guessed straight away. Do you know what I mean? If I, in fact, if I, didn't, if I didn't know John Sim was going to be in this, I wouldn't have guessed because I never would have believed he would come back to the show because of the way, you know, he's always said he's kind of done with it sort of thing. Although he's had a bit of a turnaround, uh, judging by an interview I saw with him on the Doctor Who page the other day. So, but yeah, if he hadn't have been leaked, I would have never in a million years guessed it was him because right. um, it's just the fact that I knew he was in it and I kept thinking, you know, okay, when's the sim come into it? And then we got this guy and it was just that you could, the prosthetics, oh, I can never say that word, were good you could tell mm -hmm. it was a mask. So that just made it obvious to me. I was like, well, that's that's the master, isn't it? Yeah. Because you could just, no matter how good they are, you can somehow tell mm -hmm. that it's a it's a mask. So yeah, it just gave it away. I just kept thinking, man, why? You know, I, <laughs> I'm just going to get this out of the way now. Why did we have to have it ruined? It would have been an unbelievable reveal if they'd have managed to have kept it secret or because they did choose to announce it. But I think... I think it's because it was leaked, wasn't it? I'm not sure what the truth is. I'm not sure why. Because yeah, they, they, they released it very early, didn't they, that The Sim was going to be in it. And a lot of people think it was because they were trying to get viewers back on board. And I don't know. But it, it did. It's such a shame. I just kept thinking the whole time, If oh, can you imagine if you didn't know he was going to be in it? That would have been... That, that would have just been a, the biggest stroke of genius the Moth has mm -hmm. ever done to, to pulled off that reveal. It would have been incredible. Yeah, no. But as it is, as soon as he come on screen, I was like, "Oh, there's the doc, there's the master." Yeah, yeah, I know. It's bittersweet, isn't it? It is. Do you know what? It's. I was going to say to you a bit later. So you know, shall we address the elephant in the room, which is yeah, you yeah, know, John Sim coming back? And I was speaking to a couple of people on Twitter about this the other day, and it's so difficult to to, to weigh up the reasons why the BBC because. Uh, there's one side of the camp where it's like, well, they had to announce it because it was going to get leaked. So instead of it being leaked unofficially, you know, the Beeb sort of jumped on it and like, no, we're going to tell you about it, not some unofficial thing. And mm. then the other side of the camp is, well, they intentionally done it and there was no leak, but because they wanted to make sure that there was a higher viewership coming in, you know, because for a while, we didn't know what episode he was actually going to be in it, did we, for a while? That's true, yeah. So I think they yeah. just wanted to, you know, get people back on board and something to look forward to. For me, I think it was such a massive missed opportunity. It's, oh, big time. But you can't really, there's not really, if you're in the camp where you difficult, you you, you go along the, the theory and the rumours that, you know, he had, he was going to be leaked and the BBC knew about it, so they decided to announce it, then there's not really much you can do. You know, as, as mm. the BBC, if it's going to get leaked by somebody, you, your cans are sort of tired, aren't they? You can't say, well, <laughs> yeah, we, we've worked with John Sim, but we know we can't officially say if he's going to be in it because that's just a bit of a cover-up, do you know what I mean? Mm. So your voice, no, it's a cert. 
So there's not much you can do. However, it's just a real shame that it was going to be leaked in some way because, like you said, it, it and, if, and there's people that I spoke to the other day all agreed, if it hadn't have been leaked and with we would have seen him, you know, appear towards the end of the episode. It would have just broke the internet. It would have just it would have, busted yeah. everything. It, it would have been amazing. a utopia moment, wouldn't it? It would oh, have been yeah. another. Can you remember when Utopia went out and and Jacoby turned into the master and all that? It was the most unbelievable, amazing ending to an episode. Um, and yeah, this this it would have been lovely. It would have been so cool if they'd have just managed to keep it under wraps. It really would. It, it's it's a real shame, but it, it it still was great. I mean, I I have to say, I love the fact. I love the fact that um, John Sims Master was was dressed up because it does take us back to the Delgado dress up thing. Uh, it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but, but brilliant at the same time. So I did love that. And I thought it was fun having John Sim doing this character, which I thought was a fun character in itself, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Did he have a first name? Was he just Mr. Razor? I can't I think remember. It was but... just Razor. Yeah. Razor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it was a fun character, a very unnerving character. Cause I think all along you, we were all thinking there was something not right with him. Like, you know, when he, when he takes, bill to the surgeon i mean that was horrible it was really cringe i was like oh what are you doing razor this is really nasty um so it was fun to have sim doing that character and it was um it was great when he finally rips off the mask and's like you know um was he say something about being an ex-prime minister and it was just it was so so good um but it's yeah it it just i don't know if we could have just had that kept secret it would have been un believable but uh, but it wasn't to be and it was still a great reveal and when sim finally did come on screen it was just electric i thought with him and uh missy together but we'll get onto that in a bit anyway but yeah yeah just like you said elephant in the room it is a bit of a shame it is a little that bit it got ruined. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about some before we get into characters a bit more detail let's talk about just a couple of bits on the story and stuff like that so mm. visually did you think this was a good looking episode it was um there was there's a couple of bits that i was a bit unsure on so the first mm. i i really liked the design of the huge ship and you know the, the the black hole you know that sort of really cool space vista that doctor who does really well i thought that was really yeah. cool yeah and the design and stuff but and i thought the hospital was really that was one thing that i really loved in the design of the episode was the hospital was like this really old looking almost like 50s, 60s style yeah. old hospital, which is great because um, they could have done that in the similar design that they did in the, you know, when they're up in the cockpit and so on, in, yeah. on, on the, the bridge or whatever you want to call it. It was very modern and clean and, and all that. They could have done that throughout the whole ship, couldn't they? They could have done the whole. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was nice. I, I really liked it as well. It's funny because my partner said that um, he, he was like, are we still on the spaceship? This This doesn't look like a spaceship. And I was like, um, because on a first watch, I was thinking, yeah, we are, aren't we? I was a bit confused because I could, I could totally see where he was going. It, it, like, it did look so different. But I, I like you, I really liked that. Gave it a real old school, old school horror feel. Um, but it kind of threw my other half a bit. He was like, well, what? That's not meant to be the spaceship, is it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But it, like you said, it was such a long spaceship, and it was so you can just imagine that every compartment was just different and like a little time capsule, I suppose, if you yeah. like. Because there was when we looked through the windows at the start, wasn't there like a field in one of them or something? Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. loads of different stuff. So yeah, now I thought it looked good as well, mate. I liked yeah. it. There was there was one bit where I thought that the the budget had run out just a little bit, 
and that was uh, towards the end where um, Razor and Bill are sort of go outside, if you like. You know, you can see the... I know exactly the bit you're thinking of. So yeah, the, I thought the same. Yeah, so where you can see the whole floor with the big white numbers painted on the top. Yep. And, you know, yep. I thought that it, it almost reminded me, if anyone's ever seen this film called, I think it's called Sin City, I think. Oh, Sin City. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's like an old black and white action-y. Not old, but he's out a few years ago. And it had like this old mm. comic booky noir black and white feel with just a little bit of colour injected here and there. It felt like that's what they were going for. But mm. the uh but the I don't know, it just didn't look great to me. Like the perspective seemed to be out yes, on, on a few things. I thought exactly and, the same. Yeah, the buildings seem at the wrong angle for the spaceship. Yeah, I, I did think it looked a little bit unfinished. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. It looked like they'd sort of not quite yeah. Yeah, I did pick up on that. Um, I have to say that overall, though, I'll agree with you. I think the episode did look great. Um, I thought Rachel Tulele, 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 <laughs> you say Tulele. I, <laughs> I thought her direction was fantastic on this episode, especially that opening shot um, yeah. of the Doctor regenerating that that pan down from the TARDIS roof to the Doctor, and and on all of that, I thought just just looked really good. So direction wise, I thought it was great. But yeah, there were one or two little tiny bits like that. That, that sort of let it down a bit, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Direction was really good in it. It was brilliant. Really good. Yeah. Actually, before we move on to the rest of the story then, let's just get that bit out of the way as well. So it opens up with Capaldi falling out of the TARDIS, yeah. which looks like he's about to to properly regenerate. So that mm. was a real little cheeky teaser from the moth, wasn't it? It's like, this is happening, but you're not seeing it yet. Have we had any? Have, we, have all the episodes had pre-title sequences? I only ask because um, a lot of the people who got previews of this episode said it was left off; they didn't get it. Um, but also, a lot of people are saying it was added in at the last minute, which actually makes more sense to me because if you look at Peter's hair and everything, um, uh, the, the rumor is it was only filmed like two weeks ago. Um, now I, I don't know who knows what's true, but but my gut feeling is it's it's only recently been filmed and they decided to yep. cheekily put that at the start as a teaser. I would say that's true because yeah, um, when it, well, last week we spoke about no, two weeks ago we spoke about a uh, sort of raffle if you like that the BBC were doing where you could win tickets to go and see this in Cardiff, and it was going to be followed by a Q and A with. Steve Moffat and Pearl Mackey. Yeah. And one of the questions that was fired to the moth was about, oh, sorry, no, the Q&A had finished and the guy who was sort of running the, the Q&A said, you know, what time is the episode on? And nobody knew it. It was like a funny little moment. Is it on at mm. seven, half six? I don't know. And then the moth did, did say an interesting fact that we haven't actually finished this episode yet. Oh, really? Yeah, and that, that was only Saturday. So with a, with a week to go, they haven't actually finished it. Oh, my So goodness. that says to me that they are still very much That's maybe incredible. changing things or inserting things or whatever. So because mm. these episodes are normally done at least, what, a month in advance at least. <gasps> at least, yeah. yeah. So to say with like seven days to go that they've not finished it yet, I can well believe that if that was if that's a thing that's, that's out there that it was in it was done recently and just popped in i can mm. well believe that because i still think that they're potentially 
tying up this whole Capaldi leaving and how they're going to properly do it. So I can well mm. believe it, mate. If it, it, it does seem like, because yeah, his hair is a bit different. It's a bit more crazy and yeah, uh, it's a bit longer. So I can I can well believe that. And also, it, it didn't it didn't have any relevance to the episode at all, did it? It was literally just a little teaser at the start. It didn't we didn't find out any more about what that was. Yeah, um, I don't know. We might this week. I don't know, but it it, it didn't tie in in any way. Not at um, all. And it, and no. it's weird because there was a there was a point in the sort of little comedy first few minutes of the episode, and I I can't remember what it was, but there was a bit where there was a line said, and I thought that almost feels like that would have been the pre-total sequence, and that's where they would have cut the intro there, and I can't think what it was. It was something Missy said. And I just thought, well, that you can almost imagine the credits coming in there. So I, I almost wonder if that would have been part of that would have been the intro. You know, because it starts with that zoom, doesn't it, into the TARDIS and all mm-hmm. that. I can just see that being the oh, yeah. TARDIS. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just I'm just guessing. But it, yeah, it definitely felt like it definitely felt like it was a bit of a last minute put in. Um, but what do you think is happening there? Do you think because it, it's a snow planet? Do you think he's on Mondas? Uh... Do you think he's, is it Mondas? No, hang on. Is he on the tenth planet? No, I don't know. I just. Well, I wonder where he is. Yeah, well, it's it's definitely a it's definitely um a, a an unrelated clip, put it that way, because we've who does that all the time. So if you think back to the Eaters of Light, we had the opening bit where the kids are up on the hill around the stones and they can you know supposedly hear music and so on, and then right at the end of the episode we see the kids back on the hill. You know, and so that's just an example of how that normally happens in Who, where you have this little intro bit that sort of sets up what's going to happen, and then we circle back round at the end and it closes off the episode. Whereas this yeah. one, even right at the end of the episode, we don't see Capaldi in any danger at that point. No. Well, put it this way: he's he's confronted by the Masters, but mm. we don't see him in any sort of mortal danger at that point, like he's about to be killed and about to regenerate or anything. So it's definitely just plonked in there yeah I, I, I do think it's just a cheeky teaser as you know as if to say it, it's almost like the moth saying i think you're really going to enjoy this week but here's what's going to happen at the end of the series almost like a little so don't yeah, go yeah. anywhere so you've yeah. got to come back next week because this is happening yeah but then I, again I, sorry mate then again no. we've got capaldi back for the christmas special so <sighs> Yeah, are they going to do that thing where right at the end of next week, or sorry, this week's episode, we're going to have him, just a repeat of that little intro bit really, where he comes out the TARDIS, he starts to regenerate, and that's it. It, it, it just stops, and then we have to wait you know, until that's Christmas. That's the gut feeling I get. I get the <laughs> feeling we're going to be left on a regeneration cliffhanger. I really do. Because we see in the trailer for this week's him starting to regenerate in some grass, don't we? Mm. We see him put his hands down and... Yeah, I don't know where we're going with it, but uh, it definitely is a little tease, I think. Um, I was just going to say, one of the Who Alex um, guys spotted as well that the opening shot of the snow planet, you know, the very first shot we got, um, is is an actual reuse of um, from last Christmas. They've just kind of... Oh, right. uh, they've, they've put the two screenshots together. It's exactly the same. It's almost a bit lazy, actually, because all they've done really is... Um, change the sky and put a bit more snow mm-hmm. <laughs> so i didn't spot that but yeah obviously they again it makes you feel like they needed to put something together very quickly so yes. like um yeah. have we got any cgi planet we could use okay just put a bit of snow on that one no one will notice and uh yeah and then put capaldi in but i don't know i'm very very intrigued and i, I just going back to the direction i thought it's beautiful the way it panned down the tardis front yeah. like that and yeah. peter came out and yeah yeah interesting yeah. interesting start yes yeah. 
let's talk about some of the uh, a, a couple of the scene, a, a few key scenes for us then. Mm. So the first one being when, so we've gone through the whole Bill getting shot and, and all that stuff and the time uh, displacement and so on. Um, is that the right word for it? Time displacement? Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so we pick up with Bill and she's been repaired. So yeah. that's the, that from that point, that's when it starts to get a little bit darker in tone, isn't it? Because she wakes up and she's got this big mechanical thing mm. on the front of her and you can, that you know, she's had her heart replaced and she's now alive because of this. I thought she was going to rip that open and see that panel, didn't you? And again, this comes back to being more horrific when you don't see things because mm-hmm. you have to fill in the gaps of what was going on. You know, like what has she got built into her now? We don't ever see it. Yeah. Um, and again, it makes it more scary, I think. Time dilation is the correct phrase I'm looking for. Oh, there we go. Time dilation, there you yeah. Go. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought the same thing. I thought she would wake up and feel like, what the hell is this on me? And then mm. you'd open an IT and you could see like the mechanicals and all, all the that lights stuff. and all that. Yeah. But that was, I think you picked up on this earlier. And that is when you don't see something and you let your mind fill in the gap, that's almost as creepy. I but, think so. Cause I think nowadays horror films just show everything. You know, you see heads being blown apart and splattered. And, you know, it's, and sometimes it's just much more scary if your mind has to fill in the blanks, you know, yes. you don't have to see all the, all the blood and guts. So yeah, yeah it made it more creepy for me. Cause I kept thinking, Oh, any minute now we're going to, she's going to like, you know, expose all that mm. mechanics, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the first, so the first little creepy scene, so she's discovered that she's alive, which is good, but she's mm-hmm. got this mechanical thing, but then she wanders into this, into the ward, doesn't she? And she sees all the patients just sitting in chairs yeah, along each side. And initially that had sort of throwbacks to me from, from, um, the empty child. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that cause they all move in unison. Yeah. Um, but then we have that horrific bit, don't we, where there's just one of the patients and he's hitting the same thing on the keyboard over and over again. And it's the word pain. Mm. And it, it really is horrible to watch that bit because whatever's been done to them, because we don't know at that point because they're under bandages and all that stuff. So this is only like part way through the, the upgrade process, isn't it? They're not Cybermen mm. yet, but they've been, obviously something's been done to them. They're not human quite anymore. Well, they are human, but they've been, Something's been done to them. Yeah. And we can't see what it is. Yeah. Mm. And they're obviously in a lot of pain. You know, they're really feeling it. But, and when the nurse comes in or somebody comes in, they just get muted, don't they? Yeah. Cause I thought, cause that's what I liked about the scene is I thought she presses something, which I initially assume is her doing something to put him out of his pain. <laughs> But then we find out to our horror that actually she's not pressing any buttons to do anything. She's actually just turning the volume switch down. I thought, oh my God, that's horrible. Yeah. And that's then she, proper horrible. yeah, she hears the nurse and some other people in a corridor. So she's like, I'm really yeah. sorry. And turns him down and dives back oh, behind the curtain. God. So she just leaves him there or, or her, him or her there, you know, in, in pain, but yeah. just silenced. It's just suffering in silence is what it is, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. It's terrible. And then she goes to another one, doesn't she, and turns his speaker up, and he's that's he, not the same phrase, but or the same word, but he's saying something else. But yeah, I was just trying to think what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that whole scene, I thought was just horrific. Mm. I thought that was. But don't get me wrong, I thought it was brilliant, but it was 
really dark at the same time. Very dark stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was one scene that kind of gave me the willies a little bit. I was like, oh, this is really bad. Um, and then there was the, the next scene is there was this really creepy uh, surgeon character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm still I'm still intrigued to find out. Hopefully we'll find out in the next episode about, uh, you know, where, where these people have, have sort of come up with the idea of, you know, upgrading people and whether they call them Cybermen yet or not. I'm not, you're not sure if that's in their minds yet, but this whole uh, sort of Operation Exodus thing, you know, who's actually thought up that idea? Is it the Razor slash the Master who has started this whole process and it's part of his big plan or something? I'm not sure. Or if it's like these people that have sort of unknowingly tried to do good by sort of saving people that they, you know, think they are doing. You know, I'm inter- I'm interested to see because they're obviously fine, you know, but they must be controlled by a higher power somewhere. They must be getting instructions from somebody mm, higher yeah. up than them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because all we see is the nurse walking around the ward with a some matron. other people. A matron. <laughs> and then we see this creepy surgeon guy. And the bit that really creeps me out again was when he's, when Razor tricks Bill into the that, operating room. Oh, yeah. And the surgeon guys just got a smile on his face and oh, it, it really did. Creep it's making me, out. me cringe. Just think about it, but in a good way, yeah. but in a bad way, it's like, yeah, it was so, so dark. I mean, that's the thing, you know, the moth isn't afraid to go dark sometimes, but, yeah. but he really got it right on this one. I mean, I, I kept thinking of death in heaven okay. while I was watching this, mm-hmm. because if you think of, um, dark water, was it dark water? Was it called? The first part was quite good, okay. if I remember. Yeah. Well, it was decent-ish. Um, but that, that had some very dark themes in it, um, which did not pay off at all in the second half. Um, but this had some very, very dark themes in it. But for me, they totally worked. Like, they made me uncomfortable, but but in terms of the overall story, they, they, they totally worked. Whereas in Death in Heaven, I just thought some of them were just plain horrible. You know, I was like, oh, that, that's just, I don't even want to think about that. Um, but in this, I just thought, yeah, okay, he's, he's writing dark s- stories, but he's he's got a good, um, uh, he's found a good level peg here, if you know what I mean. He's got it right, I thought. Because that was horrible yeah, when when, yeah. when Bill gets taken into the surgeons. I was I was almost, I hate to use the phrase because it's so uh, overused, but <laughs> I was almost behind the sofa, if you like. I really was like, couldn't watch, but but was compelled to watch, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. Yeah. I was just like, poor old Bill. She's, you know, we know what's going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So c- can we make a safe assumption at the moment then that, because I didn't want to say this a few weeks ago, because I read something a few weeks ago where, because uh, you and I, we're the same mindset on this, uh, uh, you know, as Who fans, but also you and I who run this podcast together, we never sort of get sucked into fan rumours and uh, and all that stuff, do we, really? Not really, no. So no. I didn't want to mention it because I thought, you know, it's oh, it's probably just some random rubbish. But I, I did read a couple of things. I think it was on Facebook where somebody had said, this is Bill's going to be one and uh, Bill's one and only series in Doctor Who, that she's going to be leaving at the same time as the Moth and Capaldi. And at, the, at that moment, I thought, oh, I don't know about that. Mm. It's very unusual for a for a companion to do just one series-ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, 
but can we can we make a safe assumption that this is going to be Bill's? This is it for Bill. There's no way back from the. I can't see. See, I, I, I just don't know if the moth can resist saving her. Um, I really, I'll be very, very surprised if Bill isn't is dead, uh, or a Cyberman or whatever Cyberwoman. I, I'll be very surprised if she's not saved next week somehow. Do you think the moth's going to play the Clara I card? I just don't think. Yeah, I just don't know if he can do it. Um, and I, I have, I know I've sort of, I've the majority of Bill's episodes I've really liked. I know there's been one or two where I wasn't too sure about her, but um, the, the later ones. But I, I do like Bill as a companion. I really, and I think that makes the impact of what's happened to her even more mm-hmm. horrific. So as much as I like her, I really do want her to stay cyber because it will just be another massive reset somehow if she manages to get saved. And I am worried about that. Because I just don't think the moth will be able to resist it somehow. I don't think he's going to let her stay cyber. Um, I really don't. I just can't see him doing it. But I think he needs to. And if he does do it, I'll say here and now, he will have regained a lot of respect back <laughs> from me anyway. Yeah. Uh, I really will respect him if he goes through with it. But I can't see it, mate. I don't know. Do you, What about you? Do you think so? My, my feeling is he, he doesn't have a choice. I, my feeling in, is chibbers has said to the the beeb and to him when i pick up who it's going to be my doctor who i don't want any leftovers character wise or story plot wise i don't want anything this is going to be my era of doctor who so i want everything to be all the characters everything i want complete control over how they're introduced i don't want anything left over in a similar way that the moth didn't want anything left over and he doesn't yeah. reference any of the RCD era hardly at all in most of the Moff era. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's out of his control. So I would say that we can assume that Bill is done for. Really? I, I mean, I that's a real... So. It's yeah, sad, it's, isn't it's, it? It's, I was going to say, it's sad, but you know, it's it's good to do that every now and again. I mean, I know we joke about Adric as a character, <laughs> but it was it was shocking that they killed him off, yeah, a, especially for 82. But. What, what a tenuous link. Uh, I know. Because he gets killed in Earthshock, which is a Cyberman story. Cyberman story. Yeah. Actually, I've never really, yeah, I hadn't really thought it through. But, but you know, <laughs> it's important to do it every now and again, I think, especially in the Moffs era where everybody keeps blimming living. I mean, I always think when when I do watch the Empty Child, where where the Doctor says just this once, everybody lives, and I think, oh, that's become so ironic now <laughs> yeah. in the Moff era because everybody lives every blimmin' week now, even Clara. Um, so yeah, as much as I like Bill, um, she needs to unfortunately stay cyber. I think I I just I just got visions of her having a happy ending, and you know. Um, well, I'm not sure how she comes back from this, though. Uh, I'm not sure how. But there's, you... a, there's a little, yeah, there's a little girl in the trailer that's clearly meant to be her. Oh crikey! Did you not spot that in the new I TV? I did, trailer? but I didn't want to think about it too much because it's... I know. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, here we go. There, there, yeah. there is. You know what? If, if, say, for example, if Moff was going to be on for another series of Who, then I would fully expect the Doctor to somehow reverse engineer all the work that the Cybermen have done. In the same way that he's given like Nardole a new lease of life, he's gone off and got like the lungs of somebody and the legs of somebody mm. else. I fully expect him to do that with Bill. And at the end of it, you know, she's all happy and roses and she's all 
healthy and non-cyber. Oh, you've just given me a thought there. What if he does a nardle on Bill? Oh, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, th- this, is the, this is the one big worry I have, actually. Yeah. And that's why uh, you, when you said it's going to be a long week, I was thinking it really is because um, it's the one big worry I have. This episode was so good. Can he finally deliver a decent two-part final? Can the Moffat actually do it? Will this week's be as good, if not better? Will it, you know, or will it just be another heaven-sent hellbent mm-hmm. where we're like really hyped up and then we get, you know, are we going to be sat here next week with our heads in our hands saying, oh, Moffat, Moffat, Moffat? I really hope not, mate. I really, really hope we're pleasantly well, surprised. Yeah, he can would... do it. He can come on. You can do this, Moff. He can do it, and I stick by yeah. my my first thoughts on it. I think that his hands are tied a little bit. I think he has to do it because I think the Chibbers really does want a, a, a quite a, a hard reset with who. He's got his own idea. Yeah, so yeah, I think definitely. his yeah. So I think the Moff's hands are quite tied. The only other way that he would do it is if yes, he he saves her, but she just doesn't come back for another series in the Chibbers era. She he. He saves her, but she goes off and we lives her normal life, which, yeah. which would be very moff. But I, like you, I just hope that he just has some balls and just <laughs> takes, you know, and just like, yes, it's sad and yes, it's heartbreaking, but it, it, the, the emotional payoff is going to be so good because yeah. the doctor can't save everybody. We've seen that time as, as much as he likes to think he can. He can't save everybody all the time. And it would be even more heartbreaking that it's the companion that's going to go. And a good companion A as good well. companion, yeah. So yeah. I think the emotional payoff will be, I think everybody will be in floods of tears. But it's it's those emotions that make you come back to the show, which we've not had enough of in the Moff era. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if this was Clara, would I be feeling? I'd probably be loving it. I know that sounds awful, but I would. I'd be. Mind you, she's too short. It's a bit like a, a bit like a stormtrooper. She aren't you a little short to be a cyborg? You know. Um. Yeah, I, I think She'd it's because always such a good companion. She'd be the little cyber mutt thing in the the next Doctor. You know, the thing that sort of runs. She'd be a cyber shade. So, yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's a point, actually. Do you have to be a certain height to be a Cyberman? Because you don't have any... They all seem similar height, don't they? You don't have any small... Oh, come on. Are we going to nitpick that? Well, because well, someone was saying, but if you turn Nardle into a Cyberman, he'd be a, a short, round Cyberman, and you just don't see them. Yeah, but they're, they're upgraded, aren't they? <laughs> oh, so they would they would trim off the fat? Well, they would trim the fat and extend your legs a little bit and make you all sort of a, <laughs> a, a similar size and so on. Actually, that's, that's very true, actually. Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah that's that's the whole point of you being upgraded so that you're <laughs> yeah. in like a an optimum state. Yeah. I can, I, can I just say that Moff has got a hell of a lot to tie up next week. Am oh, I right in thinking fine. it's an hour episode? It is. One hour, yes. He's going to need it. Oh, He's going to really need it yeah. because, yeah, we've got two masters. We've got... Nardole, we've you know got the doctor regenerating. We've got Bill. Yeah, he's got a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, I mean sticking with Bill for a second, I I'm ninety nine percent sure that she's done for. I think so. What did you think to the the tear that falls out of the mask that clearly goes on to form the shape of the Cybermen's eyes? I was fantastic. I was like, I love that. Absolute. What a what a simple but great idea. I loved it. Yeah, because we see that in the modern, in the more modern design, don't we? The eyes, they've got yeah. like a little circle in like the lower corners. 
and that's obviously I'm not sure if the the, the tear that comes out of Bill's eye is a uh, the basis for that, but it does seem very similar. Oh, it's, it's yeah, placed, I think yeah. it's definitely uh, definitely um, supposed to be simulating that. No, I thought it was I thought it was brilliant. Love Just, that. I, I think it's one of the best cliffhangers we've had in years i was probably like yeah it, the way it ended i was just like flawed yeah, um yeah. that tear coming out of the eye at the end i was like oh my yeah brilliant That's amazing yeah and i think one of your your old matey uh john levine oh john levine yeah he was over at a convention one of our listeners uh sammy sammy she was there and she she met him and um he was telling some stories and stuff and one of the things that he said actually that uh, if I'm recalling what Sammy said in the message correctly, is that he thinks that newer Doctor Who doesn't have enough good cliffhangers anymore. Yeah, I think he did say something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would, in a way, agree with that. And if we've had, you know, in series eight and nine, if we had some cracking cliffhangers, like that, like we've seen in this one, that would have really set up because that was all two parters, wasn't it? Mainly, yeah. It was all, yeah. So if they would have really nailed the big epic cliffhanger like they have with this one, then that maybe would have kept people coming back a bit more. Because you, I don't know about you, but as soon as this episode finished, and I put this out on Twitter, I said it's going to be such a long week. Yeah, such a long week. And yeah. even now, it's killing me. We're we're recording this on oh, Wednesday no. the twenty eighth, and it already feels like a week's gone by. Yeah. It's horrible, and but it's, it's great at the same time. It's such a double-edged sword, though, because I can't wait for Saturday. I'm wish, willing my life away to get to Saturday. Um, but then I'm also thinking, oh, but when that episode ends, that is it oh. until Christmas. Oh. And I don't even, I can't stand the thought of that. Um, so it's a real double-edged sword. But man, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see how this is all tied up. I know. Yeah. I, I, one thing that's really going to be a real kicker is if they if they still leave stuff unanswered until Christmas. So one thing that I'm pretty certain they will leave unanswered is the regeneration. I don't think we're going to see him regenerate into a new actor this week. No. I don't no. think that's going to happen, but I do think they are going to leave it like at the end with him about to regenerate closing titles. I got a feeling we'll yeah. go back to that same scene. I think you're right. I think yeah. it's going to do a loop. We're going to lead up to that. And it's going to, yeah, it's going to end with him yeah. going, no. Yeah, because yeah. it must, li- I think, I think these two parts and the Christmas special are all going to be grouped together, I feel, because the Christmas special is also directed by Rachel Tulele. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so I, I think that her and the moth have kind of got this big plan together. And I think the Christmas special is very much part of that. I don't think it's going to be a, an isolated, fun family episode like we've seen the last like the return of Dr. Mysterio and the Nick Frost yeah. one. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it is going to be follow on from these and be a bit darker. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so too. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the Cybermen. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the focus, the monster, the monster of the week mm-hmm. feature of, of these, uh, of this story. So we knew for ages that the Mondasian Cybermen were coming back. Yeah. The Beeb told us that in many pictures and all sorts, you know, before the <laughs> Is there se- anything they haven't told us? <laughs> before the series even got going, we knew that the the Mondasian Cybermen were coming back. Now, in terms of before we get on to their uh, this as being a and I want to get your opinion on this because I'm really interested in your opinion mm. in this being an origin story 
yeah. for the Cybermen. What did you think to the design? Did you think that they nailed it pretty well from the classic years, from the Tenth Planet? Do you think they nailed the uh, the look and well, feel? I, d- I didn't think they had quite got it right to begin with. I oh, think we spoke oh. about it when you were saying about the Darth Vader thing in um, Rogue One, how how it is right, but what's that effect you called it? Where you it doesn't look right because it is right. Um, oh, Darth yes. Vader, you know I was yeah. saying Darth Vader yeah. doesn't look right in Rogue One, and you're like, ah, oh, yes, but if you look at him in New Hope, he does look like that, but you, you're thinking of him in Return of the Jedi, so he doesn't look right. That, that effect of... Right, right. No, it is... It is good, but it's not quite right. Um, but no, just cutting to the chase, I do think they got it right, actually, because they're still finding their way in the story, aren't they? So we're seeing different evolutions of them turning into the Mundassian Cyberman. So like, uh, there's a bit where um, Sim taps one on the head and says, oh, they've given that one a, a helmet. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're clearly still trying to find their design. Uh, so that kind of that kind of makes sense in the fact that they don't look quite the same, but they are definitely Mondasian Sidemen. So I liked it and I I did like the look and the way they were shot made them really creepy. Um, Because yeah, yeah, I think some of the, some of the promo images we got of them, you know, in daylight and stuff, um, maybe they didn't look (laughs) as good as they did on screen. Uh, So yeah, I I mean the the bit where, (laughs) the bit where Bill uh, as the Cyber woman, uh, it, Cyber, Bill. <laughs> Cyber Bill when she's in that cupboard I mean that reveal could not have been more creepy like you just saw her feet yeah, and then she yeah. slowly comes out of the dark and you see the lights on the chest panel and you know awesome. they were shot brilliantly yeah. and they looked fantastic on screen so yeah I think they did get it right I, I do yeah because yeah. um, I've got because when you saw like the progression of the design, because I, I think I'm right in saying this, that when we saw Bill at the end as a cyber person, the that that's the that is the Mondasian Cyberman that was shown to us in pictures and stuff before the mm-hmm. series kicked off. So I think that's the state in which, yes, this is now the Cyberman. Yeah, and uh, and I do think they got it mostly right. There is a, a few details like the gloves and. Uh, you know some of the tubing that's coming off the chest pack and and all that stuff you know there are some slight differences from the you know the original cybermen way back yeah. in the classic years but there i have got one worry what's that and it's not about this episode but coming up we have seen some promo images coming up of the doctor falls oh and we've got say. the we've got these mondasian cybermen mixed mm-hmm. in with the newer design cybermen but we see the Mondasian Cybermen flying with like jetpack feet, yeah, and stuff. Now, now this is yeah. I'm hoping that this is just a we we need to get a really fun action packed promo set of images. So, Mister Graphic Designer, can you make this look actiony and fun? And they've just done that. And in the episode, it's not going to be like that. But I do have a worry that they're going to make these classic Cybermen you know, give the ability to fly like they did with the, you know, the more recent Cybermen that look like Iron Man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a worry shared because right. this is why I said, this is why I have, this is why I'm worried that we're going to have our head in our hands next week. <laughs> it's just, just the mention of flying Mondas and Cybermen fills me with dread. Um, <laughs> I, know. I hope not because they're so creepy in this first part. Um, something like that could just totally undo it, I think. Um, yeah, so yeah. let's hope not. I'll tell you the bit I really liked is when the guy said, um, the surgeon said to Bill, 
something about oh don't worry about feeling pain because this and then he brings out like the headpiece of the cyber yeah, suit yeah. this is going to stop all that and i was like whoa brilliant so brilliant in, yeah so in the past what what story was it i can't remember it might have been the age of steel or, or oh, one, yeah. one one of the cybermen stories in the in the new era of doctor who there was a bit where everybody's walking around with these earpieces in and then something happened and they sort of extended and these Cybermen oh, things. That's right. Do you remember yeah. which one that was? I forgot about that. Um, yeah. No, I don't, but I, I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody had these earpieces in and at one point in the day, something happened and the whole population stopped and they were hearing something and then they all carried on. And then at some point the, the, the villain of the story flicked a switch and the earpieces, the, the, the handlebars came out across right, their yeah. heads and they turned into sort of cybermen for years i thought that they were just sort of communication devices but mm. the fact that moff has introduced it as a sort of pain limiter a, that is so creepy i know and it's horrific do you it's know what just the way you flicked it down as oh, well into play. i was like oh this is great stuff you yeah because you I saw you what... it didn't you and the way he moved it into position and then you saw yeah. the shape and you're like oh no i'll tell you what i know a lot of people have said um um, you know, made reference to the Big Finish audio spare parts, which is another origin Sideman story. Um, but I also, I, I think possibly the Moff's given that listen recently. I certainly hope so, because we don't want him to contradict it. And it's a long time since I've listened to it. And I don't think this did from what I remember. Um, but I, I wanted to go back and listen to that before this story, actually. I didn't get a chance. I must do that. But what I'm leading to is um, there's another great Big Finish story called Silver, The Silver Turk. Okay. Um, with, which, which is another Cybermen story with Moldassian Cybermen and uh, the Eighth Doctor. And it's a real cracking story. Um, so it kind of gets overlooked because everyone talks about spare parts because mm-hmm. it's a great story. Um, but I, I wonder if the Moth's also given that a listen because Silver Turk has some really great creepy moments like we got this week. In fact, a lot of creepy moments like we got this week. And I just kept thinking of it all the way through. I was thinking, I think the Moth's had a bit of a big finish binge recently because yeah. the the whole stuff with the cyberman coming out of the dark like that and you know so yeah i know a lot of people are giving spare parts to listen which is which is awesome yes. um but i also recommend silver turk if you get a chance it's a great cyberman story with the mondasians and eights and it really i think ties in nicely with, with these you know with, with this cyberman era mm. so yeah, yeah but um yeah it, it's yeah just the whole design of it is just really creepy, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about spare parts, and I did get into a, a conversation with a couple of people about, you know, does it conflict with... I It's so long since I've heard it. I wish I had an answer to that. I don't think it does. I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it, it might potentially bump heads depending on it what happens next week. It where it goes next week, yeah. Sorry, next yeah. episode. Um, so it could do, but... Those, if any of our listeners have not listened to Spare Parts, it's a absolutely brilliant. It's it's, it's always referenced as one of the best it stories is, yeah. from Big Finish as a Cyberman story, and it's it's a Peter Davison story. And if you haven't checked it out, they've got a special at the moment. It's only three pounds on the Big Finish website. So if you've not listened to Spare Parts, then go and get that because that is a cracking Cyberman story, and it's also just a brilliant story from Big Finish anyway. It is, yeah. Um, so check that out. So yeah, I wasn't completely convinced that it just rubs out, you know. No, I don't the, think it does. As I said, I don't, from what I remember, because yeah. um, that was one thing we were worried about, because 
spare parts has got a lot of love and people were just saying, I hope the moth's not just going to trample all over that now. Mm. Cause that's been a, you know, um, I, I don't know about you, but I certainly consider big finish to be canon. I, 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 yeah. I, I know that worlds sometimes conflict, but so does the TV series. You know, if you go from the start dot two to the end, there's loads of things conflict. So I just see it as all one big universe. If you see yeah. what I mean? So I don't think this, this rubs anything up too much the wrong way mm. from what i remember which yeah. is good yeah it's good so yeah if you've not listened to it go and check it out uh, so yeah the cybermen i think um i i love the design of the original mondatin yeah. cybermen i think I, I think a lot of people especially our younger our younger viewers and listeners were probably a bit like oh i really prefer the new shiny action manny iron manny sort of look these old fuddy-duddy you know um <laughs> Tin They're foil. Very bulky, aren't they? Yeah. All their stuff, yeah. Tin foil, you know, ancient retro looking. I don't think that's but I think uh all, all of those fears were just completely wiped away. As soon as we saw Bill come out of that mm. of the cupboard with uh full cyber fully cybered, <laughs> I think um it was just so scary. And the fact that the camera zooms in a bit and you can see Bill's face underneath the helmet oh, and it's yeah. own. And and what she says as well, it's heartbreaking. She's like, I waited for you. Oh, I know. You know, it's oh, it, it's it, good television though. It's it's that's what I'm very pleased to say, you know, with the moth. It was good television. Yeah, because she listened yeah. to the doctor, you know, he appeared to her. He said, you know, wait for me. Yeah. If he hadn't have done that, maybe she could have like concocted her own escape plan and got out of there. But she was under orders almost. You know, she was like, He's coming for me because he said, wait wait for me yeah. and because of that she's now a cyberman and she's oh she had God. so much faith in the doctor yeah. didn't she she's like she 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 almost seemed quite calm about what happened to her because i think she just kept thinking it's fine the doctor's gonna yeah save me this yeah. i don't need to worry he always saves the day i'm you know i'll just ride this out and and then that happens yeah, yeah. and then the way she says it just repeatedly i waited for you mm. you know and it's Oh God, I'm feeling it, mate. Talking about it, it's so, same. It's yeah. great television, and yeah, yeah. I, I think the moth has nailed the, uh, has, has really nailed the emotional aspect of this. Yeah, which is something he doesn't always get right, but he, he definitely has yeah. on this one. Um, should we talk a little bit about the the two masters meeting? Because that yes. was quite a scene, yes, wasn't it? When the when the razors sat behind Missy, and can I just say how much I loved. <laughs> Missy getting, she's got no time for anyone, has she? She's <laughs> just like waffling away behind her shoulder in her face. I mean, she just looks like she's, you know, another if another two minutes, I think she would have snapped his neck, <laughs> which would have been interesting. How would that have worked? But she was literally just having none of it, was she? She's yeah. like, oh, what are you on about? <laughs> you know, I love the fact that she's just so short-tempered and yeah. If yeah, if he hadn't have guessed at that point that it was John Sim as the master then you certainly would have got, you know, you would have guessed then when he says, you've been here before. Yeah. You know, you've been here before. And she's like, what are you talking about? You know, she's just cracking on and he's got the gun and then he just throws it away. Cause he says, well, that'd be pointless. That's Awful looking work. gun. Yeah. Did you think that? Did you think, what is that gun? Yeah, like a spud gun with a, yeah. A spud gun, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So if you didn't know at that point, then you surely must have known that was coming. And then that reveal when he's like, oh, you know, I've always been one for disguises and rips it off. And uh, it's a good moment. It's a it's really good moment. Great moment. And we're I not love gonna... the fact. Go on. Sorry. I guess I just love the line about being worried about his future. As soon as he said that, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And let's not dwell on the fact that, yes, it would have been better if we hadn't have known about it. It's still it a great is. moment. It's still a, it is. a really good uh, sort of moment where you can see the, the face being pulled off. And it's just, he's banging character like he was back in whenever it was, 2007, 2006, whatever it was. He's just right back with us. And I know he's got the goatee. He's rocking the... Uh, he's got he's got the look, actually. He's got definitely got the look going on. Yeah, he's, he's almost morphing, you know, into his classic look. He's almost got that Anthony Ainley sort of uh, goatee, hasn't he? Look and feel like he's, he's referencing the classic stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he's just John Sim being the master. He's back as when... Uh, Missy and 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 John Sim, that's a bit fourth wall, isn't it? When Missy and him, <laughs> the master, the master um, sort of confront the doctor, he's like, "Give us a kiss," and he's got that horrible smirk, and yeah, you can just see it's just outright evil. And it, the doctor must be crapping himself because he's like, "He looked like it." All the hard work I've done to get Missy, you know, out of this evil streak, and he's, you know, she wants to do good. I'm helping her along. Now you're here, back yeah, to square one. That's all I need. Yeah. All I need, yeah. But I he, never, I yeah. never ever thought we'd see John Sim back in the series. I would never have imagined him coming back in a million years. I'll what? be honest with you. I'm so surprised he's come back to the show. I am, and delighted, yeah. and I'm so pleased. But I never, I never thought that would happen. No, there, there was a few interviews knocking about with him years ago, when he said that he wasn't 100 percent happy with the direction given to him. For the master he wouldn't have played it as zany and yeah and as crazy and wacky that he was instructed to do and he would have done it slightly differently and he didn't he didn't speak negatively about the show but he did say that you know there was a, a few things that he wouldn't have done again that's so, right he would have toned it down and he he did find the because he was i mean he's famous anyway but he did find the sort of fandom side of it a bit overwhelming hmm. um and i think he's acknowledged that he said you know i i think he's told someone in tesco's to <laughs> pee off <laughs> when they asked for a selfie I think he found it a bit that he couldn't go anywhere without being hassled for a selfie and an autograph and it didn't really sit well with his personality I think but he, I, I don't know he seems to have come around to it a bit if you watch that little interview with him on the Doctor Who page he sort of said you know I fancied giving it another go and and you know I loved the idea of being dressed up for the first episode and mm. I don't know it just seems it seems like the moth again let's give him some credit seems like the moth managed to talk him round it sounds yeah, like they had yeah. a little chat over a coffee and the moth was like tell you what John you get to dress up for the first episode well that <laughs> sounds fun you can do what you like you can tone it down you know it, he must have done something right to get him back because I think um, yeah I think going back a few years Sim wouldn't have, wouldn't have any intention of coming back you know no yeah. desire to do it it almost feels like when the moth sat down for a coffee with Chris Eccleston well, I was thinking that, but it didn't quite go as well. Yeah, his yeah. sales pitch wasn't quite on point that day, was it? But <laughs> no. for John Sim, he was having it. It was like, yep, sign me up, take my money. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it is good. I mean, it's so good to own back. It's like, like you said about the look as well. He, he's, you know, it's very different to, when did we last see the master? Was it the end of time? End of time, yeah. He's got the bleached blonde hair and the hoodie, isn't he? That's it. Is that yep. right? Yep. Yeah, and then he's going into the... Where do, where does he go? He goes into the vortex with the Time Lords or whatever, doesn't he? He got, well, yeah. Is that the last we see him? Because I was trying to think, when did we last see the Master? How does this tie in with when we last see him? Like, how has he ended up on this spaceship sort of thing? I don't expect we'll get an answer, but... Oh, I'm yeah. not sure on that because, yeah, he um, yeah. that was with the, find out, but... the end of time where he, he, he orders the Doctor to move out the way 
and he's sort right. of like stamping forward and pushing them back, pushes yeah. them back, and he ends up getting engulfed in the in the vortex whatever as well, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So whether we'll find out whether the moth's going to give us that much detail, I doubt it. I'm I think sure. there's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be a lot unanswered, don't you? I think we're just going to mm. have to go with it. I think. Yeah. Not what did you sure. What did you think to him as the character Razor? Then I thought he did that really well. I oh, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a real fun little. As I said, I just wish I hadn't known it was him because uh, it took me away from it. But I, I really liked his little performance as Razor. I thought it was a fun, fun slash evil character. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, and we'll have to rattle through some of this now because time is yeah, pushing on. We are. Yeah. What did you think to Capaldi throughout this? I thought, yeah, I liked him in it. A, a, a very relaxed performance from Capaldi. I thought, you know, like when he's eating his crisps and a fun performance, but also good when he's looking scared. And I'll tell you what I did love, that Capaldi did a bit of Venusia Nikido this oh, week. Oh, yes. Loved that. Bit of beauty. I oh. bet he's been dying to do that. Oh, come on. That was, that was a moment, that was. I thought that was awesome. How cool yeah. was that, though, when he that actually mentions it as well? Because there have been times where he's kind of thrown down and as a fan we've said oh that must be Venusha Nikido or karate whatever yeah. but he actually yeah. says it you know and it's I like know. a little throw to the to the Pertwee doctor and you're like yes and the way it was sp- uh, uh, froze you know s- slowed down and stuff and the way they did it it was brilliant yeah love that moment so I thought you know as usual Mr Capaldi absolutely rocking it yeah. this week yeah Rocking. yeah very much on point on my first view and i thought capaldi i thought maybe he was a bit too lax in his performance in this one because there are a couple of shock moments where you would like we said earlier when bill gets shot i'd um, like to see more reaction from him yeah. at that point yeah i thought he was going to go off on one there and there was a bit later as well when he discovers that um when he discovers uh the master and missy together uh, so, but on a second watch i thought well no because you know, he does look quite horrified and quite taken mm. aback. So it's probably hit him for six, knocked him for six. And then earlier on with Bill, I think we said, you know, he's probably more focused on saving and rescuing her rather than kicking off that she's dead. So on a first view, and I thought, oh, I expected a bit more from him in a few scenes. But on a second watch, I thought, no, it's just, he's just nailed the uh, what's needed. Yeah, from, I would agree from, with that. I would have definitely liked to see him more. When Bill got shot, that's the only thing I would say. I'd yeah. like to send something, uh, even even a glare, even one of those mad eyebrows raised or something. Um, I would have liked to send that. Um, yeah. But I thought it was very nice in the scenes with Bill. You know, when we get flashbacks to them just having a chat on the rooftop and all that, it was quite nice oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. to get a bit of background. I will say, though, uh, my only other slight negative that I've written down for this episode was um, some of the moth dialogue uh, in those chats. I'd, some of it was great. <laughs> Um, I didn't like, there was a bit about the Doctor having a man crush on the Master, which I didn't particularly like. I was like, oh, that's a bit of a moffatism there, creeping in, uh, into some otherwise what I thought was really good dialogue. But but uh, no, I thought they were, they were lovely scenes between the two of them. And it's even more heartbreaking, the fact that she's like, can you guarantee you won't get me killed? He's like, well, I can't really guarantee it, but I'll pretty much do my best. And, you know, and it's like, and then you know what's just happened. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was good in those scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to mention for our scores? I want to mention Murray Gold's music. I thought it was excellent this week. Oh, it was. It was. Really yeah. added to the suspense and the build-up and the um, and just those creepy little scenes as well. It wasn't overpowering. It was just nice and, you know, really supporting the story and not sort of in your face and, and overboard. I thought it was great music this week. 
Yeah, I did as well. He there's a very um, haunting. Just it's just a vocal. I yeah. think. Don't think it's any instrumentation. Do you know that bit where it's like. Mm-hmm. So it's like a really, really almost like 60s where they used to just have this warbling vocal sound that was really haunting, I thought. Yeah. Um, like you said, very minimal. Yeah, it was great. It, it really added to the, the atmosphere. So, yeah, I thought Murray was uh, was very good this week. Yeah. Is there anything you want to mention before our scores? Um, no, I don't think there is. I think we've, we've covered it. Right. It's you to go first, buddy. I thought it was. I thought it was me. <laughs> um, nine out of ten. Nine out there of ten. You go. Nine out of ten from me this week. Oh, okay. I loved it. I loved it. Snap for me. Nine. Yay. Yep. I can't yeah. argue. I just can't argue with a nine myself. No. You know, I can't go back and think, oh, should I drop a point for this? It was just it wasn't perfect, but then very few are. You know, but it was very near you know, there. But it, it was, was just solid. Fantastic episode to watch. It had all the ingredients and it really changed up the series much in a much needed way mm. i i think you know so <laughs> for me the series has started off up with a nine because we gave uh where is it we gave the pilot um eights i think and then smile yeah. seven thin i 7.5 uh and then we've we dipped down a bit with the monk stuff but now i feel we're coming up again and i think the moth has just saved the best until last I really hope so. I mean, no. I, I kept thinking all the way through as well. We wouldn't have got this if the moth had had his way. This is, you know, I keep thinking this is the series the moth didn't plan to do. You know, he yeah. almost had to be talked into doing this series. And I hope he's, I hope he's glad that he did because I think he's uh, he's definitely upped his game from series eight, uh, series nine. Sorry, yeah, definitely yeah. upped his game. So yeah, so very the, good. The highest scores for us so far this series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what did our listeners think? Mm. Uh, let's kick off with an audio review. This is Joe Sweeney. Well enough in time. I say it was a very good story, but there's a few issues I've got with it. One was when they jumped straight in in the beginning with the Dr. Stabatardis and then merely regenerating. I felt that was really forced and it didn't really need to be there because I think the BBC, BBC only done that just to get people hooked and it was all, again, it was all just sake of marketing. So it didn't mean to be there. And that just takes away all the excitement and all the build-up for the Christmas special. Um, and also, the Doctor did the doctor didn't do nothing much because all he was doing was being the centre of the ship. Um, but I really enjoyed seeing the Mundusi and some men. They are truly high superiors. And it was fantastic to see John Sims master again after seven years of after the end of time and i love the reveal i really wish the bbc kept a tight lid on the master's return because if they did that would have been such a perfect twist and we would have been really shocked and surprised and because we didn't see see it coming damn you bbc so overall um a, a, a pretty decent story so i'll give a score of um a 9 out of 10. I'm looking forward to next week's um, finale. Please, Moffat, do not screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> we hear you, Joe. Yeah, don't screw we this hear up. You. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Joe. Uh, right, over on Twitter, uh, Mr. Dalek Emperor says, uh, the episode was amazing. It's a shame the Moff can't write episodes like this more often. Mm. Uh, I knew it was the Master in Disguise from the moment I saw him, and it's a nice throwback. It's a classic coup where he did that a lot in his disguise. 
Uh, it's much better here than the one in the King's Demons. Um, overall, I'm looking forward to next week's eps. Hopefully it won't be another fake regeneration before the real one. And we'll also get to see the Masters TARDIS. Oh, I'd love to. Yes. I'd lo- I thought we were going to get to see the Masters TARDIS this series. So I hope we do. Oh, I don't think we are now. I've forgotten about that one. Suits you. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still on Twitter, the Primeval Podcast says, uh, while the first part was incredible, uh, the main meat of the finale looks to be in part two. Uh, but John Sim was amazing in both. Uh, was amazing both in disguise and when he does that amazing reveal scene into the master, uh, which startles Missy as she isn't expecting it, uh, which would have had a bigger impact if you wouldn't have been spoiled. Overall, a great ep. Mm, certainly a lot better than his um, costume in, uh, what's the one, Time Flight, isn't it? Carlet. That one wasn't so convincing. Oh, the Buddha style <laughs> looking guy. Oh, crikey, yeah. Yeah. Um, Annalise says, oh my God, how good was that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's have a look. Um, we had a load of comments around the Mondasian origin stuff. Oh, just quickly, what did you think about the Master's big kind of announcement? This is the uh, genesis of the Cybermen. Mm, yeah. That was a um, cool I, moment. That was a cool moment. I thought it was going to be the episode title, actually, but yes, yeah, it's a good moment. Very good. Uh, Tanya Capaldi says, uh, totally shocked. What an episode. Still thinking about it days later. Mm. Um, Marco Bricks UK says um, uh, just puzzled and confused in an A that does not make any sense in timeline history uh, oh. Missy and Master at the same time well this is Doctor Who yes well there is that there is that mm. um, AJ Black says I'd have been more shocked and happy if I hadn't have known who was coming back uh, I'll yeah. be honest but good enough uh, good episode though if not amazing oh okay yes um let's have a look um need to watch it again without my reviewing head on to see what i really think that's the theta sigma podcast yeah i know what they mean i know what it means about the reviewing head yeah yeah uh loopy lou says still traumatized to be honest oh yeah daniel fox easily series 10's best so far great return to the sidemen really creepy the tardis seemed great and one of whose best cliffhangers 8.5 it was good yeah yes um, Theta Sigma follows up with, like much of the Moth's work, so much potential. Uh, last scene disappearing down a range of differing plot holes, plot holes, and poor jokes. Oh, oh. Um, Theta. And uh, let's have a look. Uh, lastly, Sarah Louise Baggett says, "I really enjoyed it. it kept me gripped uh, the whole way through. How will it pan out? Not sure if I feel anxious or excited for the next episode." Mm. Oh. You better uh, both. Yeah, before we move over to Facebook, let's do another audio clip. This is Martin Arnold. World enough and time. Man, that was that was strange and dark. I enjoyed the interplay with Missy and the Doctor. That was a premise they could have explored a bit more, actually, with her sort of going out and, and, and sort of being the Doctor as a sort of, you know, let's see if she's rehabilitated while I scoff crisps. It reminded me of a girl in the fireplace, actually, the whole different time zones and two characters on either side. The stuff in the hospital, that was dark. That was very, very dark. Um, that's the darkest I've ever seen Doctor Who. And I'd have to say, if, if, if I had kids, I would, I would have struggled with allowing, allowing them to watch that, personally speaking. Very, very keen to see what happens with Missy and the Master. My personal theory, which is probably just complete nonsense is that she's mrs saxon because he did make a, a comment to 
um, his being, you know, her prime minister, which I think is I don't know who that's aimed at. Perhaps it's Bill. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it was an interesting episode. Um, love to see how this resolves because it's very difficult to judge Moffat's episodes. Um, except on the whole, really can't say much more than that for now. So I'll leave it there. Thanks very much. Cheers, Martin. Yeah, thanks, Martin. I I do know what he means about the kids watching it. Mm. Yeah. It's very borderline, isn't it? It is. Uh, Before we do the Facebook comments, actually, let's do another audio clip. This is Sammy Satine from Down Under. Hey, Sammy. G'day, Gary and Adam. Sammy Satine here. So, well enough in time. This was basically Genesis of the Cybermen. Slash Missy Who. Because our lovely doctor wasn't in it much. Sad face. Speaking of sad, Bill. Oh, Bill. I'm so sorry, sweetheart, for what they did to you. I'm surprised the Doctor hasn't gone into a rage about it yet. No reading yet. Waiting to see how this ends. Moffat. See ya. <laughs> Cheers, Sammy. Actually, Sammy does make a very good point, which I forgot to mention, that um, I did think that about the fact that we didn't get a lot of Capaldi this week. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because, obviously, it is his last series. And I, I mm. was thinking that, um, you know, in the middle where we were saying it was a, there was a lot of Bill in the middle, which was all great stuff. But, yeah, I did think that as well, thinking about his last series and he's he's not in this one that much. So, yeah, it's a good point, Sammy. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Sammy. Uh, right. You guys went nuts on Facebook. Loads of comments. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, can't read them all out. We're going to skim through them and just pick out the key points. Uh, Stephen Canessa said think they'll have to go into the black hole in order to reverse the relativity so they go back to before they got there bugger off in the TARDIS job done back to Oxford for end of term party <laughs> well there's, that's a good theory now I can totally see them off doing that as soon as I read that from Stephen I thought that black hole it's mm. kind of like a TARDIS it's yeah. like time stuff, timey wimey. Is it there just to provide the uh, story plot that time moves at different moments at different oh, no. ends of the ship? Or does the ship suddenly break down, falls into the black hole, and then they're back at another time where nothing's happened? Oh, Cup of tea. I, yeah, now you, now you see you. Mm, oh, crikey. Anyways. And thought of that, yeah. Uh, Lou Gallagher, welcome, Lou. Uh, says, uh, episode for me finally made the Cybermen creepy again. Especially in the cases of Bill wandering around the hospital with the patients looping pain and kill me. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. One of them saying kill me. Oh, yeah. Moff, come on. (laughs) He was in a place, wasn't he, when he wrote that? He was. Uh, He said that's pretty damn dark, if you ask me. Uh, Even more so when they just turn them down. Lou, we read you. We hear you. Yeah. Uh, He says, I love the tragic story of Bill being separated from the doctor with the time differential and it's being a matter of minutes for them, but years for Bill. It is. Yeah. Uh, it goes on to say, um, can't wait to see the chemistry between Missy and the master next week. Um, it should hopefully be a lot of fun. Uh, it'd be very devastating, dark story in that grand scheme of things. Um, may not be much more than a setup, but by God, it's brilliant. Nine out of 10 so far. Yeah. Uh, Simon Oscuri says brilliant first part of what I feel will be a great two parter. Uh, it hasn't been this good since series five. Uh, I love the whole 60s spooky atmosphere the story had. The Cybermen are actually pretty sinister. Uh, I hope that uh, these become a regular model of Cybermen now. Uh, I would score it a 10 out of 10. Because of that beginning and the size of Capaldi's hair, 
It's a 12 out of 12. <laughs> uh, Maria uh, Kalaticho says, episode was very good, creepy and thrilling. Uh, Moff is such a wag with all the Doctor Who parody from Missy and calling Bill and Nardo exposition and comedy relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which made me laugh. Moff really enjoys dwelling on and teasing all those dark fears. Um, Moff will probably reset Bill's conversion next week and this episode will become null and void in a timey-wimey way. I truly hope not, as it deserves classic status for giving us very scary Cybermen again. Yeah. We hope not, Maria. Jeff Waddle, my favourite episode since it came back. Finally, wow. finally, we get the best Cybermen as they should be. Creepy and still obviously human. Uh, body horror as graphic as you can get for a Saturday night TV. No real surprises as there's not a lot to it, but my goodness, it had me gripped from start to finish. Mm. Why the hell hasn't more of Capaldi's era been of this standard? Yeah. I just hope the finale carries on this top work, but given the thriller, sorry, given the trailer, I have my doubts. And please, please, no blooming cyber rig, cyber brig to save the day. Oh, no, we <laughs> don't need any of that. I don't even think we need the other Cybermen, to be honest with you. That's what I, it's the one thing I kept thinking when watching the trailer is, do we really need the Iron Men Cybermen? Let's just stick with the yeah. Mondasians. But anyway. Anyways, Jamie Ackley, I don't feel able to fully digest or believe in this episode until the finale is played out. Mm. Uh, from the moment the hole was blown into Bill, I thought, here we go again. Clara, Raven, uh, is this going to be another unraveled and another reset button pressed likewise with the opening regeneration he's already pretended to regenerate so he could again yes goes mm -hmm. on to say if bill is dead then what a complete waste of such a character or if it's a time you reset then bore off either way can't win <laughs> <laughs> bore off <laughs> Uh, Callum Arthur, Callum MacArthur says, absolutely loved it. All of it was amazing, especially the doctor telling Bill about him and the master's friendship. And Michelle Gomez was excellent in this episode. As always, Matt Lucas didn't have to do much to do in this episode, but he was okay. Pell Mackey was especially amazing in this episode and the relationship she has with the disguised master is well done. 9.5. Oh, good. I Leslie think. Shergold. So this was blooming excellent, wasn't it? But how much better would it have been if the beep have kept its mouth shut? yeah <laughs> john sim everyone seems to have up their game for this one the camera work directing writing acting music all top notch um but okay get ready how am i supposed to let my nephews watch it yeah yeah yep this episode simply seems to have disregarded any notion for of parents or uncles in my case sitting down to watch with their kids and uh bordered on the unwatchable occasionally yeah, first, I know Leslie yeah. said felt that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time ever, I centered the show and pushed the episode forward three times past bits I didn't consider suitable. Mm. Um, Neil Mundy says, absolutely outstanding episode. Really enjoyed the story and was utterly creeped out by the growing horror of the hospital ward scenes. I think this is the closest Doctor Who has come to true horror. Mm. The use of sound and music in those conversion ward scenes was outstanding. Best best episode of Capaldi's reign, nine point five. Yes. So Jacob Bertwistle, absolutely <laughs> loved it. Uh, it was tense and was really scary. The last episode that scared me as much was Waters of Mars. Um, nine out of ten. Mm. So Jake, Miles McKenzie, love Capaldi's era of Doctor Who. He is one of my favourites and so sad it's coming to an end. But this episode has got to be the best episode since Day of the Doctor, if not Stolen Earth. Cybermen or converted Mondasians are super creepy and eerie in this, especially the voice box and the pain and kill me bit. 
the ending was spot on perfect balance with sim reveal uh, i was in no way expecting it to be that guy and of bill becoming a cyberman 10 out of 10 wow 10 out of 10 Gina Gina Jarrett, best episode of the series, which is saying something as series 10 has been largely incredible. So much of the episode was spoiled already, but it didn't stop my heart banging out of my chest during the last 10 minutes. Just wow. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul Villano says, Blime, if you don't, if you lot don't keep your comments shorter, these <laughs> podcasts are going to go on for three hours. <laughs> we probably are nearly on three hours, aren't we? He says, come to think of it, that's fine. Carry on. <laughs> uh, let's before we finish up these with uh, comments let's do our last audio clip this is owen daly hello again adam i uh, hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week and this is going to sound really weird but i love the steve moffat episode i really really love this story and i'm hoping it doesn't have second part syndrome and the second part can live up to my expectations because part one was brilliant uh, the, the first 20 seconds i i was blown away like i was just chilling i just finished my dinner I was like two minutes late watching it, sat down going, all right, let's get into this. And all of a sudden, the 12th Doctor is regenerating and it looks, it, it looked brilliant. He was on his own, he was screaming no, and it was just, I'm not ready for him to go. Like, what an opening. And then 10 minutes later, we had Bill being killed. Like, wow, didn't see that coming. And then all of a sudden, she's a Cyberman at the end of the episode. What? Like, such a twist. I kind of knew it was happening from the trailer. I just kind of guessed, oh, Bill's being converted. But I didn't think it would actually happen. And it was such an emotional, beautiful ending with uh, her saying, I waited for you. Brilliant piece of dialogue. And also your man, the master, like, what a reveal. Um, halfway through the episode, I did cop that Razor was the master somehow. I think it was because of the music. But like, still, he was such an amazing character, that Razor guy. He was so funny. The best character Moffat has written in years. He was actually... I was laughing at the master when he was in the skies. It was brilliant. I loved it. Um, so I'm going to give this episode eight or ten. It was it was just a great episode, and I can't wait for part two. Nice one, George. George. Owen. Owen. Because <laughs> I'm reading the comment, ready to read this comment. Sorry, Owen. Thank you. I tell you, you made a good point about the music there, mate. Yep. Um, they, I only noticed it on a second watch, but the yeah, the master theme drifted in, didn't it? But bit. it was like a slow variation. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that the first time. Yeah. Yeah, Murray Gold's done that a couple of times with themes from previous series and slowed yeah. them down and redone them a little bit yeah mm. uh, right last few on facebook and then you guys can go uh, george coppin says it takes a lot for me to say this but that might just be the best episode of who since it came back in 05 really whoa love good love all the surprises 10 out of 10 yeah, danny, cheers, george. danny brown one of the finest examples of doctor who ever that is all 10 out of 10 Kevin Mullen, possibly the best episode since the show returned in 2005. Simply outstanding. Uh, 150,627,313,000 out of 10. (laughs) Jason Thayer gets points deducted for the hints that the Doctor may regenerate into a woman. Oh. Seven out of 10. Who was that? Jason Thayer. Oh, Jason. Jason. Uh, Simon Gallifrey Binks says, okay, so the master <laughs> didn't have a working TARDIS, only the doctor's one that was locked to travel to the end of the universe and 21st century earth, Britain. So how did he get onto the colonist ship? Anyone got a good answer to this? No, no. Moving on Vincent <laughs> Price, but is his name just doctor who, what a tease this is. <laughs> Callum Johnson best Moffat episode so far 10 out of 10 let's see how he ruins it in part 2 oh no he has made a rod for his back though hasn't he I mean he's set the bar high let's not let's not beat around the bush <laughs> he's made a rod for his back 
I mean, he's really, he's really set the bar high for himself, and he. Do you reckon he's wandering around BBC <laughs> offices, and everyone's, everyone said, "You made a rod for your back there, mate." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine the moth sat up till three or four in the morning, yeah. scribbling frantically, sweat. Oh, got to get it right. <laughs> Come on, moth, you can do it. <laughs> Come on, moth, you you've not been, it. you've not been turfed out yet. There's still time. Uh, last couple, Darren Dark says, I enjoyed it, but I have a few things that bugged me. Oh dear. If John Sim was kept a secret, it would have been instantly known that it was him. Yep. Uh, this detracted somewhat, as I literally said every time he was on screen, that's John Sim. <laughs> My first thought was when Bill was cybernized, was they're going to bring her back next week, which kind of dampened the moment. I thought the Cybermen were treated really creepily, but I feel there was too much going on. I mean, we could have done away with the Monk trilogy and just had the two masters and Genesis of the Cybermen a separate two-parters. No. That being said, I did in gen generally enjoy this one, so I give it 8 out of 10. And lastly on Facebook, Lewis Palmer says, easily the scariest episode of Series 10. Y um, used body horror so effectively, and I'm surprised this was shown at 6.45. Uh, especially with the kill me lines. It perfectly reintroduced the essence of and horror behind the Mondas Cybermen. Uh, the concept was also very good. I like that Bill started to walk away while forgetting that she was attached to the Cybermen liquid thing. It was a nice human detail in the performance. Speaking of Bill, I really hope she stays dead because I really don't want another Clara. I think he means that in a good way. I know, um, yeah. My childhood master is back and he was introduced quite well. Overall, great story and I can't wait for next week. 8.5. Excellent. Cheers. That does it for our Facebook page. Um, you did a, a poll, didn't you, on your usual... Yeah, I was going to say, I won't read out any more comments because I got loads on, on Facebook and they were overwhelmingly positive. Um, but I will quickly read out the Twitter poll this week, which was, um, yeah, again, overwhelmingly good. So 3% said it was poor, 1% said it was average, 13% said it was good, and then massive 83% said it was excellent. I think in a Cyberman voice, they're wow. saying that. So yeah, overwhelmingly positive um, this week for this episode. So yeah, yeah. I would, so we're all geared up, ready for another cracker this week. Another cracker. Yeah, I would say that along with the pilot and Knock Knock, this is up there with the best of Series 10. Yeah, I definitely. Think. Yeah, I think those are the standouts for me as well yeah. so far. Yeah. Yes, and I think after all that, we're going to do there for episode 148. All righty. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us for this long show. A couple of hours worth of Doctor Who waffle. Good stuff. Good stuffs. Um, thank you so much to those who sent in audio clips and jumped over to Facebook and Twitter and gave us your thoughts. Um, we can't read them all out, obviously, because that would just take too long. Uh, so why don't you jump on and be part of the community? We've got such a great community of listeners and, and, and Who fans. Um, there's always stuff going on on Facebook and Twitter. There's always posts and conversations. So instead of just waiting for us to read them all out, why don't you jump on and, and get involved? So head over to the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our episodes, even episode 26, 
where we reviewed Paradise Towers. Yeah, I can't believe <laughs> it's that long ago. Crikey, crikey, yeah. Uh, you can listen, yeah, listen to everything, and you also link off to all the social stuff. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that biz. And there's also links to podcast apps so that you can subscribe to the show so that you never miss one that goes out every Friday. There's a big iTunes button there, and we're on Google Podcasts now and some other bits. So uh, if you're um, not subscribed yet, but you watch the odd, sorry, you listen to the odd one, then uh, give us a sub. And if you're an iTunes listener, uh, a review and a rating would be really, really awesome because it helps us out loads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check out Adam's channel. Yay! The Geek's Handbag. Yeah, be a new video this Friday. Woo-hoo. Well, tonight, today, now, wow. whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Adam's got yeah. his own channel over on YouTube and he's also on Facebook and Twitter under the same name to so just do a search for The Geek's Handbag. So many good videos. I say this every week and I can't say it any... <laughs> I will continue on, say to it say, again, it. say it again. Until you stop putting bad, sorry, until you start putting bad videos out, <laughs> I will keep saying it. There are so many good videos on Adam's channel. Just reviews, unboxings, location stuff, convention roundups, just the whole lot. Just yeah. go over there and check it out. Go and have a look. It's awesome stuff. Uh, so enjoy the Doctor Falls this Saturday. Um, oh, I hope so. Our review will be next week as usual. So I hope you have a good time with that. We're certainly going to enjoy it. So until next week, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, and... Hey.